concert? Oh, okay. Because I think that if you go out probably to certain concerts and definitely probably all festivals, there is a shared and completely understood and expected dirtiness that, that people are going to be in. It's like, hey, listen, we're all in like, Yeah, like, we're all going to be dirty as fuck for three days. Recording myself. Recording, recording. Yes, making. Playing that. guitar. And, uh... Well, how long have you been playing guitar? I mean, I've played instruments for a long time. Oh, okay. I started playing cello in third grade. Are you trying to put together, like, a small little project or something? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it... At least with, like, cello, it was part of the orchestra, so, you know, I was a part of, like, a greater whole, and, then, yeah. you know, there wasn't, like, a lot of pressure on me to, like, perform you know, solo or whatnot. Yeah. Um, oh, so you, you don't want to do that? No. Oh, like not I mean, even I for do, like friends around a fire, like a fire? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you would do that? Out, sure. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I kind of want to do an open mic. It's actually why I was recording myself. I'm like, what, what do I sound like? So if you're recording yourself, are you writing as well? No. Oh. No, oh, so no, just, no. Okay. I'm not recording like to GarageBand and mixing up something. No, I'm, I'm just playing a cover of a song and I just wanted to know what my voice sounded like. What are you singing? Uh, ain't no sunshine. Oh, Bill Withers. Yeah, hell yeah. Be- ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Right, you already gone, sound better gone, than that. <laughs> what is the next one? It's not, not warm when she's away. There you go. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. All right. So I'm on guitar and you're on vocals. No, come on, you got to do it. I want to. I want to hear this project. I want to hear something. I yeah, want to hear a, a, that one's in the incubator still. We're, we're cooking that one up. That's a good one. That's mostly yeah. like you're playing upbeat. Like you're playing like yeah. on the on the ands, if you will. Sure. Like the honestly, mm, the mm, the cover I'm playing mostly mm-hmm. uh, the lyrics or like the music and the guitar bits at at the end of the verse. Mm. So they're two kind of like separate. Are you playing uh, like all acoustic? Or are yeah. you playing? Oh, okay. Come on, Earl. I mean, I'm sitting yeah, here with Sumac fucking, Lemonade. You think I'm playing electric guitar? You fucking would. That's so funny. <laughs> I can see you um, doing folk music for sure. Yeah. Um, tell like telling the fucking story. I could uh, one thousand percent, one thousand percent see you. I just uh, bought um, some concert tickets to a folk concert in D.C. next month. Uh, do, do you know this folk band? Or is it just like some random? Yeah. Hey, well, he's like kind of like country folk. His name's Nolan Taylor. Mm. I don't know. I just stumbled on some what's, of his. What's the, uh, what's the draw? Is it the stories? Like, what's the draw? It's the emotion. Uh, that's what I've always been attracted to in music is like, you know, I think you inherently as a person can feel the difference between like real music and something that's been overproduced. And I think with like, you know, real emotion comes out in some music, okay. and especially the more simple it is. If it's just like a person and their instrument. So I have I a question. The purest form of emotion. So, you know, or maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> that they are using artificial intelligence to make very, very good sounding music. I heard a Drake song the other day that was Drake AI. Yeah. Uh, and I think I heard like a Slim Shady one. Mm-hmm. And they're... Like they pass, right? And people love them. Do you think that the want to know the human being on was on the other side of it will really reign supreme 
in the fight between that and just hedonistic consumerism? Um, I don't think, I think we're a ways away. Let's like CGI movies. Mm. When they first started using CGI, you're like, that's not a real shark in a tornado. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not possible. Fucking Sharknado. But nowadays, like CGI movies, you won't notice that that wolf in the background's like just been rendered in. It's not an actual wolf or whatnot. So I think it's probably going to be the same with music that it's going to take a while. And so you can make it sound like somebody's voice and you can put it to a beat. Yeah. And you can add lyrics that has probably been written by an actual person. But maybe it's being written by the artificial intelligence, too. But to like... You know, take it past that for like real emotion and like a I, unique thought. I, I don't think, know. Oh yeah, I think like rap is easier to do because yeah. you can just kind of like you can. There's a more set rule set. Yeah, like you can just really put whatever. It doesn't have to follow a story. Like you can say like, and I was fucking your bitch, and then I came through and did this, and then like you don't have to. It doesn't have to follow any real story. So they can just chop up a bunch of your words and kind of put them together or put them out there as long as they are relatively decent sentences that someone can say right like yeah um but when it comes to someone that does story you know in their in their music that's going to be a little bit more difficult to try to i think for the ai to put together Mm -hmm. to try to put together a meaningful like heartfelt story that you can follow that's going to be a little bit more i think even the opposites you know, it's so many songs that I enjoy don't really have like a story, but you just kind of have like this feeling by the end of it. Mm. You know, whatever the, the artist was feeling when they wrote it, it's like what you're kind of left with. Dude, if they make music that does that at some point, that's yeah. going to be a fucking game changer. That's that's crazy. Like if they're if they I'm not can, opposed to it, you know, like, like if, imagine you tune into Spotify and the music has been tailored for you specifically. Like oh, I found an artist recently that I'm man. like, nobody I send this to likes it. I'm like, I'm pretty positive mm. this is ai generated music just for me Dude, because it's just it's a mixture be, of everything i love that would be and fucking hilarious i know it's not something that like you would enjoy wow yeah. like what if they're testing it see, out on me now see that see uh, that that is the thing that is the thing mm-hmm. fuck yeah like if every song could be tailored for like every day of your life like yeah. every, you know what i mean like you gotta, it has your fucking name in it like you're the main you character click a little smiley face you know if you're in a good mood or a little frowny face if you're in a bad mood oh man and it just tailors a song to you for that day oh you're right. that's gonna fucking take over right that's coming oh that's definitely coming that's the thing like if you can think it and it just makes sense like that they're gonna do that like that's definitely happening but i think while something like that might be popular and there will be a lot of users i think like we also appreciate something that takes more time i think like there's an inherent value and effort yeah yeah, you know like nothing in life without labor and yeah that's that's we appreciate music that somebody did have to like painstakingly like work up together so it's the same thing with like hand making something like i can make you a shitty table and you can go to Ikea and probably get like a more polished looking table, but the, the table might be worth more because I made it. See, that's what's always weird about those fucking dystopian movies like The Hunger Games and, and Maze Runner and Divergent, like things like that where you're in a world where they tried to, the giver, where they tried to take away all the sucky things and mm-hmm. they just made everyone very similar and everyone's like takes this pill at the beginning of the day so they don't think too much about what's really going on. Yeah. Like that's... like. I mean, I'm just saying like that's always the the weird part of those types of movies yeah. is like is the fact that once you try to take away the effort and you just try to say you're going to flatten the playing field so everyone can start from the same place. Every, no one owns anything more than anyone else, no matter what. Like we all work 
the same amount. So no one's overworked. No one's working any harder. So no one can be revered over anyone else. Communism. Like, you know, you you know what I'm saying? So it's sort of like that. Like it just shit. Do you think that ever works? Because I don't think it does. I think there's too much. I'm not a history buff, but I hear that it doesn't work. Well, even like if you control that nobody's in power, I just think like so much of what we do in life is, you know, we need motivators. You know, maybe if we have everything we need, we find different motivators. But and, and I don't know. I those think, people have to be incentivized by something yeah, in order to innovate. I, I think into, we need a reason to, you know, explore more, do more. Otherwise, we just all kind of settle in and become like those Wally people, <sighs> fat floating around in a chair. That's definitely coming. Which, like, I wouldn't mind one day of that a week. You know? Yeah, I do that. <laughs> I do that. If we weren't podcasting right now, I'd probably be doing that. I'd be have my own version. iPad of that. floating in front of your face. Uh, probably playing Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, tell me more. It's just fucking fast. It's just the layers of... <laughs> I've talked about it on here. No, people can be like, he really likes this game. <laughs> it's just the layers of beauty to it. Like, the graphics are so beautiful, and they're so expansive. Like, the map is so expansive. You can fly on on a... What is it? What the fucking thing is called? Like, a... a it's a, not a griffin. It's a hippogriff, which okay. is like this big-ass fucking bird that you can just fly on. You can fly on a broom. You go and you have these stellar huge fights with titans and huge spiders and just other fucking wizards out there, dark wizards trying to take over the world and goblins. And you have all these puzzles and you're figuring all this shit out. It's like constantly stimulating. It's beautiful. So what's your attraction to game? The like music. Is it the, the escapism or is it the, 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 the storyline, the solving of a puzzle? Like what's attracting you to spending time to play it? Yeah, that's a, I was. It's funny because I was having this conversation with her the other day. I don't. Um, I don't find myself doing things for the escapism aspect of it because mm-hmm. it's difficult to to sort of quantify. It's like, are you escaping something or are you just like very intentionally like delving into something deeply? Because when I'm playing that game, like I'm I'm not doing it passively. You know what I mean? It's not to like get my mind off of something or to just like be on autopilot like i'm fucking in this game i'm like this shit is fun i'm having so much fun all the time like as as long as the game is on i'm having fun playing it yeah yeah it's the again the music they know the music is beautiful everything about it is beautiful all the spells that they create that they allow you to do is you you essentially game? become a god. Okay. And, you, and you just start running around, turning people into barrels, cursing people, setting shit on fire. Like, you just become just a god. Fly off. Yeah, it's, it's basically amazing. nerd Sims. Oh, my God. Not that Sims was not nerd Sims. And you get a room that you get this sort of build out for yourself like Sims where you plant plants that help you in battle you have potion stations where you mix potions you're a gardener as well as a a scientist you collect beasts and you breed beasts that that and then you forge whatever they give like feathers or wool or whatever and then you go and you make a loom and you get that loom and you weave that into the artifacts that you find and it makes the artifact stronger, gives you certain abilities, and th- it is, f- dude. The game is fucking phenomenal. I could talk about this shit all day <laughs> long, honestly. What is this on? I planned it on Xbox. Okay. It was the most impulsive purchase I've made in yeah. a very long time. I came in this house, uh, and it was like day one. I think we moved in, mm-hmm. and she was off doing something, 
And when she came home, I had a, a, a like an eight hundred dollar Xbox in that room. Yeah. And she was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, "I, I bought an Xbox." Well, you know, you, it has to go with the couch. What are you gonna do? Just have a couch here? You know what I'm saying? I carried this all the way up here. Well, I do use the TV again for a lot of uh, comedy now. We've been so, watching a lot of. So you, I have a so you like TV. The, so you like the Ovan though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Ovan's what, best. What have you seen him in? What do you? I just listened to his podcast. Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's such a like a strange brain. I think he's the smartest guy in the room, but he doesn't let anyone know it. Mm, one of those. He plays really dumb, and he like mispronounces words. Do you know who Lakeith Stanfield is? Oh, Lakeith? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Lakeith. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> that name even coming out of your mouth was funny on its own. Oh, Lakeith? Yeah. <laughs> Hang out with Lakeith all the time. No. I don't think I've said that word before, uh, honestly. Right, exactly. Um, did you ever watch the show Atlanta by, yeah. by Donald Glover? Yeah. So Lakeith Stanfield is um, damn, what, Darius. The, the uh, weird yeah, sort yeah, yeah. of friend, right? Helps People his tell, uh, cousin sell. Um, what? Hold on, helps his cousin sell. Yes, yeah, yeah the tall, skinny, black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. People say that he reminds me of them. They remind I remind them of him. Whatever. I can see that. Um, can see yeah, that. it's just something about the weirdness and the skinniness and the, <laughs> the face and the skin color and probably so mostly most uh, things. Uh, but he's another one of those types of people that you're talking about. That he's he's very brilliant. I think mm-hmm. it's very apparent he's very very brilliant. But he most certainly is not trying to convince anyone that he's brilliant at all. I love those people. No, I think that's interesting. I, I like that because um, I, I think that shows like a humility, right? Like you don't want to rub it in somebody's face that like you might know no, more about them, you know, something than yeah. they do. And yeah, there's also this thing that you exhibited out there, which was when you start to know a little bit about something, you start to realize just how much you don't know about mm. that thing. Like knowledge begets just, like more curiosity and you're like, oh shit, I don't know. I, like you'll spend six months learning about something and be yeah. like, wow, I don't know shit. The more and de- the deeper and deeper I get into this is like, wow, I'm truly a novice. I feel like that's just life in general as I get older that I realize like, I don't know anything. <laughs> I genuinely don't. I don't think I can ever, you know, realize right? it all. Like when I was a kid, I remember asking my mom, like, is there a way to know everything in the world? And she was like, the only person that does is God. Wow. And like as a kid, like I was determined, like I'm going to, I'm going to read everything. I want to, I want to learn everything I can. And like, you know, just try to like absorb as much as I could. And then now at this point, it's like, (sighs) I can't even remember the, you know, the guys I just met yesterday's name. Yeah. You burnt out. How long do you think you were doing that? When did, when did you give up that pursuit of, of full, of omniscience, omniscience? I guess when I started, you know, Smoking too much weed and taking too many drugs and mm, you know, wrecked yeah, my brain for yeah. a few years. No, I mean, you're like, oh, I now that like I don't happen. anymore, I feel like my my memory is getting better again, and like I do have this urge to learn, and you know, so I just try to satiate that. But wow, yeah. wow. So I still to this day, I don't like it when I don't know something. Oh really? It's a weird thing. Yeah, like when mm. I when I feel completely out of the conversation because I don't know anything about a subject. Mm. I don't like that. Oh, you feel like you need. Like, in order to be a part of that conversation, you need data from that thing. Because I feel like you're probably pretty good at lateral thinking as well. And you're like, well, that sounds roughly like this other thing that I know. And somehow, you know, extrapolating that information. and being talking like, about just like segueing it to yeah, Well, not necessarily else? taking it and being like, let's talk about this instead. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but you have like, you could have some sort of insight into something else because it is like 
something else that you know. So okay. you could at the very least be able to inquire. Cause I, th- there's always some shit that I don't fucking know every single day. I talk to someone and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but I that, love it because I get to ask them questions. That's that sticks with me. I, there was like a bill Nye clip I'd seen years ago. And he said that like, no matter who you meet, they know something you don't know. Like, yeah. The school janitor. For sure. Has something to teach you. For sure. You know, it's just a matter of talking to them or, you know, figuring out whatever they know better than you do. And I think it's very weird that we look at janitors the way we do. I think it's janitors very, have an awesome job. I think not only that, but it just a noble one. Like it's one yeah. that is absolutely necessary. <laughs> I love cleaning. So do you? Yeah. Oh, is it calming? Is I don't that know type it's of calming? Thing? It's just like it aligns everything. Oh, it just feels good to me. Yeah. You know, order put it put life in order. I don't not like cleaning right but uh yeah <laughs> i don't not like cleaning but uh you know it's not like man i can't fucking wait to get home because i know i mean there's times where i clean and i'm way. like this isn't healthy like you know <laughs> recently i was like one in the morning and i saw like some hair on my shower so i was like oh let me wipe that up and then it was like 2 30 in the morning and i completely cleaned my bathroom top to bottom and i'm like mm. this probably shouldn't have been done tonight mm. but it feels good at times you make for a good partner in that sense sure yeah that's nice I don't know. Keep I'm, I'm on a, I'm on that wavelength of don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Mm. So like there's times where <clears> I feel myself being lazy, like, oh, I'll just leave those socks there. I'll get those next time. And then like I, I feel that nagging in the back of my brain, like just pick up the socks, you know, just <laughs> yeah. what's it going to take you two minutes? See, there's, you, know? there's, there's, you see, there's some of that uh, in your res in your reserve still the. Like wanting to to know, wanting to do. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. It doesn't seem like you do. It's weird. It's like I want to say you don't do well with idle time, but like you, you have idle time, mm-hmm. you, and you have a lot of very interesting hobbies that you just decide to <laughs> to like delve into, like fucking beekeeping and wood work, mm-hmm. and like you just you do a you do a ton of shit. What does it feel like to have some shit in your mind, and then? And then you make that shit. I don't know. Like it's a seat. I mean, I think it's the the same thing we were talking about before. It's like, I don't like the feeling of not knowing something. So it's like, oh, like I want to make a stool, but I don't know how to make a stool. So it's like, now I need to figure out how to make a stool, you know? So like, I don't know how to use this tool, but I, you know, I bought the tool. So now I have to figure out how to use the tool and use it well and, you know, whatever else. And. That's so funny. But it, all, it doesn't always work out. You know, I killed half my beehives this year. Wow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, but that, but that's kind of cool. You're like a fucking, you're like a, a worker. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like amongst humans, just like worker ants or worker bees. Like you, there's something in you that just like wants to create and like know and, and move forward. Yeah. Seeing the fruits of your labor. Like I, I like the idea of just being a farmer. Yeah. Right. Because you just you go out, you work all day, you work hard, but then you see like the quantified value of your effort at the end yeah. of the season when you yeah. you have your harvest or you know like yeah. you know you, you get a gallon of milk because you put the effort into it. And every now and I don't again, actually want to be a farmer. You. Yeah. And you just have a drought or something, and like sometimes <laughs> that shit happens, or some fucking coyotes come and eat your chickens or sure. whatever the fuck you know. Yeah. And that's just like the gamble. You know, but yes, for the most part, it is what you are putting in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like the physical realization of effort. Mm. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, there's there's more money in my bank account because I did this. 
which I like mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. But you know, that's also just to fund the things so, I want to do. So what are you actually doing in the gym instead of just calf raises? Like, what do you so like? <laughs> talk to me about this effort that you put in the gym. Mainly toe exercises. I'm really trying to work on my toe mobility right now. Uh, that's very important. Yeah, people don't realize. You know, my toe cramped up earlier today. I'm like, fuck, gotta go stretch it. All your balance it's derived from your toes. Especially yeah. the, the big and the pinky toe. Yeah. Think spread, about the disparity spread in suckers, size. <laughs> spread those suckers out. Have you seen those toe spacers? <laughs> toe spacers? Toe spacers. No, I haven't I've not seen toe spacers. It's a thing. Like on um some of the I'm trying to think of uh, like Titan or Rogue. Mm-hmm. Rogue fitness equipment. You know, they make all the nice home stuff. Okay. They sell toe spacers and people wear them at night while they're sleeping. To try to like, oh. I don't know what the, the goal is, but I think to return to like a more natural state of like foot strength. Oh. Like, have you seen the um, oh shit clips I of like might... Amazon tribesmen's toes? Yeah. They're like hands. Yeah. Like they can I get grip this. on the tree trunks as I'm you're walking across. I'm just thinking about all these uncomfortable shoes that I wear and I see other people yeah. wearing. I'm like, damn, maybe I'm like, I laugh just now, but I think I might go on Amazon and look up toe toes. spaces. For sure. For sure. Spread the bitches back out a little bit. It makes it easier stretch. to paint your toenails. Yeah, that's very true. I, yeah. I do that like once every two weeks. Every two weeks? Yeah, I'd say so. It's okay. like a little clear coat. A little clear coat? Yeah, it comes on. Yeah, because she, she, do she does a pedicure. It don't really do much. It makes them look nice though. They're like real shiny and shit. I mean, I love a pedicure. But yeah, I, go I just got one last week. It, it's great. Spot pedicure when they have that wax oh, on it, and they peel that wax off your foot. Yes, you got the whole fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, if you go to a place, they hand you a fucking mimosa. <laughs> the, you you're sitting on a massage <laughs> and you got fucking mimosa. <laughs> they got your fucking feet in hot water and they're scrubbing it. And all this dead skin's coming off and they're all oh, that hot. Oh, it's all. Oh, I love it. I don't understand. Like, who would not want... Well, unless you're, like, uh, you know, like, people can't touch your feet or, you're like, you're too jittery, like, you're too... Mm-hmm. Like, you're ticklish, sure. I guess, which that sucks because it's such yeah. a good feeling. Oh, it's best. But when I went to the spot the other day and I got that 60-minute, uh, I threw on the CBD oil treatment. That was the first time I had that, so that was real fucking nice. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it just felt, like, lighter. You feel it? Like, everything's just, like, Kicks a little, in? like... Yeah. Like, yeah. You just feel good. Like your whole body just feels good. Like numb, a bit numb, just like a bit, I guess, like not inflamed. Okay. You know what I mean? That's the point of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then I got the fucking scalp, scalp treatment. Mm -hmm. You sit there and just, just, oh my God, just oils on your head, just massaging your head. It's the best thing in the the world. Um. And in the foot treatment, where I, I did get like a nice hot mask, like a little warm footy that Ooh. has some little serum Ooh. in there. Oh yeah, and they just they just sit there and sit on your feet for like fifteen minutes, and she comes back and then massages your feet afterwards. Oh my Getting god, the, the add-ons there. Oh, the add-ons, yeah, man. Because I use a fucking Salomon buck, so it was all free anyway. So I just decided to pay like an extra fifty bucks. I for told it. you about the the last time I did, I did the um, hour and a half massage. And then I added on like a 30 minute head massage and it was just her with like hot oil massaging my head for 30 minutes. But then I accidentally ended up with a perm. Like my hair has never been that curly before. <laughs> but like up until now, it's finally starting to get wavy again. But I had like tight ringlets of curls for like two months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it's fucking worth it, though. Yeah. 
And uh, did you like them? Did you like the curls? I don't like the curls. Oh, you don't no. like the curls? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, man, that shit is worth it, dude. It's like we're... <laughs> Every once in a while, and when I went to the spot, it was one of these fucking times. I just had to sit back and be like, dude, what is my life? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is my life? Is that what you're thinking about? Like, I'm in, I'm at work, and I'm just in heaven right mm-hmm. now for free. This is amazing. It's like, this, is, like, this yeah. is my life. Yeah. You know, I got a fucking friend coming over. He's bringing over fucking elderberry scissor <laughs> and fucking sumac juice sumac lemonade with no lemon in it that no tastes lemon. like lemonade somehow because you're because you're a wizard in, in whiskey it's just just it's just great life you know what i mean I'm, I'm happy to to hang out and get to know you more oh yeah for sure we've just yeah. been like around in the same ecosystem yeah we've never just, had like a chance to chit chat really no just those so, quick those quick interactions. I mean, it, gets, it gets philosophical quick, which I appreciate about you, Earl. You know, <laughs> dude, I swear I don't even, I don't try, man. I don't know, like, it's, I don't know how else to be. <laughs> I just imagine inside your brain, you just have this constant, like, what is life? Like, who am I? It's just yeah, whatever, whatever the conversation's about. Like, I like talking about anything, yeah. but like, whatever the conversation's about, there's a core to it. <laughs> And I like to try to investigate that. I wonder if it's even you. I think it's just the way you speak. Oh. You speak in like a slower tone, mm. you know, with some some bass. And it's like, so I feel like I need to have a deep discussion with you because of that. <laughs> <laughs> or we can talk about farts, whatever, <laughs> whatever you're into. <laughs> funny as hell i need to just have a deep discussion because you speak slower and have bass in your voice you sound like an old man so yeah that makes sense right morgan freeman type like you like you would want to speak to morgan freeman about like some something morgan freeman has answers to life he's got some he's got he's got to have some yeah right there's no way you get to like that level of success without having a couple things figured out james earl jones that fucking guy for sure his voice for sure the Allstate guy, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> There's just certain... Okay, dude. All right, hold on a second, man. Okay. This is going to be a little dicey. Yeah, <laughs> all, right, it, it, all right. We got to have this com- comedian conversation. Okay. Okay, because I'm trying to break this shit down. Vomery and I have been talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Man, I tr- I try to listen to all sorts of comedy mm-hmm. from all different sorts of people. I really, really try. And I try to open my my mind to the perspective of other people and like I'm I'm just not getting the same grasp from women comics that I get from men. Mm. And I'm trying to figure out what this is now. Now I, I, I don't think know. I know. If, okay, you think you know? You've thought about this? Yeah, yeah. This is something I've thought about before because I agree that I, I don't know. I I think it has something to do with like all right, male comedians. There's a a, a large playing field, mm. and so the ones that make it to what we see are the ones that have honed the craft for like you know 10, 15 years. They've really figured out themselves and their style of comedy and like. You know, they've raised these 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 heights, you know, through labor of, you know, just 
excess, you know, doing set after set after set. And I think with maybe with female comedians, it's it's a smaller subset of this already pretty small subset of the population. Maybe they kind of just get moved up a little faster than yeah, they should. Yeah. And like if they had enough time, they could mm. probably figure it out. I wonder that was really well assessed, by the way. Uh, I wonder how long women like how old is comedy? How old is like stand up comedy? I mean, you had the, in the then, court jesters. Yeah. You know? That's a tough fucking job, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to make I mean, this fucking guy, I got to entertain this guy, the or they're throwing me to the lion's den. The I'm, first actor wasn't until, you know, like, Greek times thespius, right? And that's where the thespian came from. Yeah. So, okay. so like we kind of, like, age back to, like, when people started making up stuff. Yeah. But I think we always told stories, and, I'm, you know, that's another thing I think about humans is we forget that, at least I do. You know, if I think about a human 10,000 years ago, I think about maybe like a simpler person that's mm. just, you know, maybe doesn't have the same capacity to think as we do. Yeah. But that's not the case. Like, we're all the same species. So they had all the same sort of sense of humor. Like, they were still laughing when somebody farted. They still had, you know, dirty minds. They were drawing dicks on the pyramids. Yeah. Um, Did that happen? Did yeah. someone draw yeah. some dicks on the pyramids? There's dicks on the pyramids inside. Yeah, there's plenty of graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I did not know this information. Yeah. Is that like a, it's just like a, okay. I think it's just did inherent it, human it, nature. Did it like, yeah, maybe it like represented something like the, you know, the phallic nature. I of, think they of, were just drawn. You don't think it was just like strength, like dick is strength. You don't think that that was. So there, there was another one I'd seen. It was a website in Pompeii that compiled all the graffiti they'd found in Pompeii as they were doing the excavations. And it was things like, um, you know, Octavius is a homo. Mm. You know, Octavius has a, a small penis, is what they were writing. So, Bro, <laughs> the way people were roasting each other back then is fucking hilarious. Like, why are you spending your time yeah. doing this? But, Theo Christophus lays the cheap. All right. Okay. All right. So, yeah. so then how long have women been in that game? It must be relative. It must be relatively new in comparison. Much exactly. Much more, yeah. Okay. So maybe that's what we're seeing. We're just seeing the the proper natural like because even with acting for years there was no female actresses. It would just be men dressed up as women. But see, the difference is that like women now like actresses are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you watch a Meryl Streep or Kira Knightley or better than men. or anyone. You're just like yeah. So. For some reason, there's no hang up there. Can I sidestep? Yeah. Okay. Just because it reminded me of this theory, and I want you to follow up with me in the future if you if it checks out. So I have a theory on to become a successful actor or actress, you have to have either blue or green eyes, mm. and you have to have a, a mean forehead vein that really shows the emotion, the expression, like in an intense scene, that forehead vein pops up. Okay. Okay. Those are the two things you have to have. Okay. I think one or the other. I mean, you said blue or green eyes? Blue or green eyes, yeah. Who's a Julia Roberts? So if, if you have brown eyes, you have to have the thickest forehead vein. I think well the, I think uh Julia Roberts has a very thick forehead vein. I'm sure almost certain because <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go straight to like the very top. Like who's the top? It's like Julia Roberts. I'm like, I've seen that vein. You've seen the vein. I've seen that vein. In yeah. fucking like Ocean's Eleven or something, yeah, it'll pop out. That's fucking hilarious. I'm gonna. Have, why? What? Do you, are you a movie watcher? Do you even watch? Do you watch a lot sure. of, of movies? What do you? I like you, films. You, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, guy. So tell me about the films. You watch a lot of indies. No. Oh. Honestly, I, I mean, I used to watch a lot of movies, but nowadays I don't. I don't have a TV. Um, 
Like I'll watch a movie every now and then mm-hmm. on the laptop, but I can't. The time I have to spend on something like that's like thirty minutes. Mm. So like I can watch an episode of a TV show in that time, right. but like I'm watching thirty minutes of a movie and then picking it up the next day is like I don't know. Mm. It's not how it's intended to be enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Yeah. 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 I think there was definitely a time where I wasn't at all involved in my TV like for a very long time. I was heavily immersed in books. Like 2020, I read like 70 books. Yeah. It was a lot of fucking information. I was in my head for a long time <laughs> trying to figure I was trying to unravel. Do you like fiction or nonfiction? Both. Yeah. What kind of nonfiction do you gravitate towards? Um uh psychological stuff, philosophical stuff, um, neurological stuff um i guess now a little bit of nutritional stuff is cool i kind of like uh communications ton like that's probably been the most of what i've read and just books on communication on just do you feel like you're able to absorb something from that oh fuck yeah 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 that yeah fuck yeah yeah i i did that for a long long time just read a ton of books on body language and uh, just small talk. I used to, there was a book that really changed my view on small talk, which so many people hate. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, I don't want to fucking talk about the weather. I don't want to talk about your fucking kid's soccer game. Like, I don't want to get, you know, which is kind of fucked up. You don't want to talk about the kid's soccer game. But like, you know, people don't get caught up in that. But it really should be seen as a vehicle that takes you somewhere. Like you can't just expect to walk up to human beings and just get straight into their soul. Right? I, I hate small talk. Yeah. And my trick is cause I do it all day, every day. Right. Like people come to the bar mm-hmm. and it's like, I can only get to know you so quick. So usually how I get past that, like I really don't want to talk about the weather. You know, we know what it's outside. Like I, I can look on my phone right now. You don't need to tell me that it's nice out. I can see, I can see it from here. Through the window. It's nice. Right. Cool. Let's move past that. But like, just overshare a little bit. Mm. You know, I can, something you're wearing reminds me of a story. I'll tell you like a, a story that I think's funny. And then it's like, all right, instantly we're friends. Well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a way of doing it. Like you, you seem very like non-aggressive and very, <laughs> you know, and like non-creepy. And that's, you know, that helps, when it comes yeah. with that energy, it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, sure. I'm here for this. Sure. Yeah, let's see what the fuck his story is. Yeah, thank God. Right? <laughs> oh, goodness. I was talking to uh, her last night about it because some guy at the bar that was, like, I guess looking over at her. And she said that, like, he was creepy. And I was like, but would it have been creepy if he was a 10? Yeah, right. If he was, like, a really attractive guy, would it have been creepy? Yeah. You and, know? And I think she was like, yeah, it would have even been creepier for the fact that, like, why are you creepy? <laughs> like, you're hot. Like, what the fuck are you doing being creepy? Just, like, be a cool guy. Okay. But, like, it, but, but like if you're in your 50s or whatever, I expect you to be the creepy old guy at the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're just over there looking real suave, it, you look like fucking Leonardo is DiCaprio. Is it creepy to like, just look at somebody? It's all in the eyes, right? Yeah. I guess all, how you're looking. It's all in the eyes. And that matters. You have mm-hmm. to be able to read what the fuck is going on in someone's eyes. It's the difference between having a great hookup or being killed. Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest thing is like the, the subtle cues in human nature, like the, the slightest little like muscle twitching or something like that. And like we read that as something. Yes. So whether or not we intend it to be like some people walk around just looking pissed off all the time. 
Which I will. Like, if I'm hungry or tired, I just look like I'm in a bad mood. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not in a bad mood. I just probably need a granola bar. You're just hungry and tired? Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of distance. Like, what's your thing? You just kind of distance yourself from people when you're in those... Or do you, I just do you think, lash out at some people sometimes? <laughs> you, make, sure. you make it other people's problems sometimes? No, I think, uh, I mean, I definitely can't be, yeah, I'm not as nice as I can always be. Um, it's just something I try to work on, you know? Yeah, like, me too. Remember to say, like, please. Yeah. You know, because it's easy if I'm busy. Like, I don't, I'm not going to say please. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just take a moment to, to think more about what you're saying and how it affects people. Yeah. yeah because for me, a lot of things just wash over me. You know, like if you're rude to me right now, you know, you say something that I perceive as rude and like maybe like it, it slights me and I feel a little hurt about it. I'm good in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something I'm going to like internalize, but I think a lot of people do take these smaller like that look. You know, you, once again, like maybe your face just looked a little weird for a second, but like somebody read that as like, oh, they, they looked at me and like they judged me in some sort of way. Oh. And then they internalize that. And it's like, so you, you kind of have to be more aware of these little things and how they affect people. Dude. Or not, and just fuck them all. <laughs> or, or, or not, right? <laughs> Live um, your life. Yeah, that's weird because people, and the word for that these days is microaggression. Mm. And a lot of people feel like there are constant microaggressions around them. And it's really fucking weird. And I'll share something with you on here. Okay. Um, Through this very, very large, I, I like to see the layers and things, right? So in this very large event that we just had at our place of work, it was beautiful for many different reasons. And then there was something that was like, oh, a little weird as well, right? And you'd have to be paying attention to see or experience some of these things. But there was this moment um, where I'm walking with this guy and I'm like, hey, man, like, how are you enjoying yourself here? And he's like, oh, man, it's beautiful. I love to see, you know, black people come together like this. And like, you know, because you never see this. There's no fights going on. This is amazing. Uh, And he was like, you know what, man? Like, I love seeing all these white slaves. I love seeing all these white (laughs) slaves around here. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck? I was like, what? what a- <laughs> he, he was like, you know, it's just you and a couple other people, you know, that, that aren't, you know what I mean? But I love seeing these white. And I was like, <laughs> And I'm like, first of all, there's so many things to say about this. Like, which is one, there's so many Hispanic people working. Sure. Um, it, like, by no means do I think it was just mostly white people. Like, we have a very, very diverse yeah, absolutely. Like, group. Um, I mean, half of our employees right now are here on visas from different countries. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and it, but it was just weird. Like, it's like, what dude, did you say? Like, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't know what to say at that point in time because I was showing them where the fucking morning buffet was. I was just like, well, here you go. This <laughs> is on your way to some crepes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, well, here's the buffet, sir. Like, what the fuck? I, 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 I was like, what? I just didn't say anything. That's that was crazy. like the weird, yeah, it was so weird. But I bring that up because usually when I hear about microaggressions, um, they usually come from people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's unfortunate. And I, and I talk about this on here enough because I feel like. Do you think the microaggression it, comes from you or the people that are offended by the microaggression? The people that are offended by microaggressions, I often hear this from black people are saying this is a microaggression. Like I, I hear this often, especially at the place. Really? Because I would have said the opposite. I would have said. It's coming from like white people that 
mm. feel like they need to represent other cultures and races and are speaking up who they think in, in defense of people. But it's like, well, those reviews don't get to us. OK, but I have gotten a handful of reviews from from other people. The, and the only reason I ever speak about this stuff is really just because I think that it takes someone within the demographic to kind of point these things out because often if it comes from outside the demographic people are just like fuck you you're racist Mm -hmm. so i just like to keep us in check you know what i mean and just say hey that's not cool yeah right you know what i mean like because not only that but you're really just calling all of us servants you're really just calling all of us slaves yeah you're in the same category as the worker there here there might be white slaves but now you're also calling me a black slave boom yeah. It's easy logic. It's like, dude, you you just called all service industry people slaves. Yeah. Like simply, like you know what I mean. So it's like, eh, okay. So you know, weird stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. just just weird stuff like that. But that's one guy. One guy. One guy. Yeah. But I'm just talking about the again the microaggressions. Sure. You know, just going to that. It's it's those it's those small things. And it might have been intended as a joke. You know, because. I think we and, and, we've gotten way too comfortable with getting upset at people for jokes, mm. and I think like you know we need a better sense of humor about things at times because we're all in it together. Oh, trust me, and there is plenty of things that, that is wrong with the world, but we should be able to make jokes. Oh no, that's funny, which is why you laughed when yeah. when you know, I said it. Like right, like it's <laughs> funny, and it's also like all right, man, but. But you don't know him well enough to know what his intention is. I think exactly. it's a problem. That's why, like, I think a lot of times on people, it takes me a while to grow on them because I have a kind of dry sense of humor, definitely mm-hmm. a dark sense of humor. I think it's For until, sure. like, you get an idea <laughs> that, like, oh, I'm not a mean person. I'm yeah. not ill-intended. Then my jokes are funnier to you because you, you know that. Yeah. So I guess you need that baseline until you can make a joke about white slaves. Yeah. How does your uh, <laughs> possibly you might you might need some yeah some backstory, you might need some context. Uh, how do you feel about texting people that you are dating newly in trying to convey humor through text, or do you not really try to even do that? You just I definitely try. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think, especially if it's somebody new, like, I'm not going to, I want to see how you respond to my humor, mm. you know, because I think that's going to be a big idea on how we match up. You know, it's like, if I can't make the, you know, if you can't laugh at the sort of things I'm laughing at, then you're just going to be annoyed by me all the time. So let's just get that out of the way right away, you know, because I, I, at this point, especially like, I'm really trying to take life way less serious. Okay. You know, like, I want to have a good time. I want to joke. I want to make myself laugh. I want to make friends laugh. Like, we just took a hostage photo with a dog against a wall. Dude, you're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And I contributed to that. I I took the photo. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. That was well done. Thank you. That is cool. I, I... Think of my father. I talk about him all the time. I think my father, when when you say stuff like that, just wanting to fucking enjoy life. Yeah. Like sometimes it just kicks in for certain people. And I love seeing that when the shit kicks in like, oh, wait, hold on a second. I don't have to do all this other bullshit. I can enjoy my like I can actually make decisions to help me enjoy my life on a day to day basis. I can do that. And then once you unlock that and you understand it's an option to do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Sky's the limit. Like, it's just exponential growth. Well, for years, like, I wouldn't want to be friends with people I work with. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, this is my workplace. I work here. And that's it. Like, if I'm chit-chatting with somebody, then I'm I'm wasting time that I'm being paid to be here. And I take my job serious. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kept everything just cordial, but, like, not friendly. And it's like, now at this point, no. Like, I see these people every day. I want to be friends with you if I like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> 
Because also I'm too old to deal with people I don't like, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's so funny when you grow out of that. Whatever the fuck that is. Whenever you're just like, oh, wait, no, I don't like you. I don't have to spend time around you. I'm going to not do that. Yeah. It's so funny when that washes over you. Like, oh, my God. It's free. Oh. Yeah. Shook that off. And it applies to everyone. It applies to the family. Facts. You know? A lot of people... You're like, oh, I have to I have to spend time with this person because they're my parent or my cousin or whatever it is, uncle. But it's like if somebody's toxic and they're not, you know, benefiting you and your time spent with them, then don't. You'll feel better for it. You know? <laughs> That's a fact. Well, I think so. I think so. I think that there may be a, a transitional period where you feel like you're not doing the right thing or something, especially if you have a bunch of people. Probably from your family telling you you're not doing the right thing or something like you should you should really reach out. You really should. Like it would mean a lot to them if you re- like honestly, like you're not going to. Yeah. You're not gonna show up to the thing. Mm-hmm. But you know everyone's gonna be there, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just gonna not be the one. You're gonna okay. You know what I mean? You so don't you, think you won't be noticed. If you have a ton of that going on, you I sound like you're speaking why. from experience. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I just tell them like, nah. No, there's this I'm book, Illusions, right here. The Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, have you read this? No. Oh my gosh. I like that it's a hardcover. Here, though. here, that's my gift to you. Uh, I'd love for you to return that because well, <laughs> <laughs> I really would like to have that back. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's for, but yeah, I mean, short read with big print. But if you lose it, it also doesn't matter. I'll bring it back. Um, What's a about? friend of mine gave it to me. It's an amazing book. It's about this guy. It's definitely fiction. It's about this guy that's a a fucking like a real messiah with magical powers. Mm-hmm. And he flies a biplane okay. around. And he lands in this field and finds this other guy that also flies a biplane around and they make their money fucking flying people around up in the sky, whatever, like a little, you know, amusement park ride. And uh he he kind of learns about this guy and realizes that this guy is a messiah that he's been hanging out with. And that he's got like some weird powers and a bunch of shit doesn't really apply to him when it comes to physics. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this guy just day by day kind of teaches him these little these little Zen things that he should be thinking about. And they're all pretty much geared towards just unshackling yourself from all the bullshit that you've bought into that you hmm. subscribe to in all and they give such a beautiful storytelling visual representation of what it's like to allow people to take what is rightfully yours which is your fucking life mm. right and your decisions sounds very buddhist he talks about a fucking vampire coming it's like a vampire pops up he like conjures a vampire and kind of has it go sort of attack the guy and say, listen, like, I just, I need like a pint of your blood. Mm-hmm. I just really need it. I'm going to be breathing in pain if I don't get it. Like it's going to be, I might die if I don't get it. And the guy, the regular fucking, you know, aviation guy, he's just, the pilot. He's like, fuck no, you can't have a pint of my, get, get the fuck away from me. I'm going to kill you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no. And then the Messiah vanishes the vampire. Right. And he's like, mm. okay, so why didn't you give him a pint of your blood? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Pretty much, I mean, clearly this isn't the way it was written. But he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why, what? no. And he's like, but he told you that he would be writhing in pain. Mm-hmm. He would die if you didn't, and you didn't give it to him. He's like, well, th- w- like I don't understand. He's like, this is the same exact thing 
when people are trying to make you be who they want you to be in life. Like you, you wouldn't willingly just give your blood and your life away, but this is what you're doing. You're giving your blood and your soul away just because people say, if you don't become the person I want you to be, I'm going to be in pain from it. Well, that's not my problem. That's a you problem that you want me to be this thing and I'm not living to those expectations. But that's but that's an idea that you've created yourself. I was never supposed to be that thing. So it's stupid for me to even just be indoctrinated with this weird prism of thought that I need to fulfill your perception of what an upstanding human being is. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. And like, So once you unshackle yourself from that idea, realizing that these people are essentially trying to fucking suck your blood, mm. right? Uh, you know, your mind opens to maybe I should just like fucking live my life. And they just have a bunch of beautiful quotes and stories I'm, I'm in conflicted there. conflicted there. Go for it. Because I think I do want to live life selfishly for myself, but also like we can't all be selfish all the time. No. Like we have to have selfish, selfless acts in the world. Well, the, a lot of the selfless acts are also built upon selfishness. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to help because it makes you feel good to help. It makes you feel good to make a, a change, a positive change in the world. There's probably like, some biological imperative there. You know, like if that's just there's, there's some matter. genetic coding that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like some built in incentive, you know, like because if you didn't care, like if it didn't make you feel good, you wouldn't want to do it. You know? mm-hmm. If like you just fed 50 hungry people. And there was like nothing that washed over you. You'd be like, nah, okay, I'm going to go do something else now. Like, this is fucking stupid. You know what I mean? It feels I almost, good. I almost started crying the other morning. I was, um, I, my one social media I allow myself is uh, Reddit. Mm. I'm scrolling through some Reddit and, um, and I put me on like this video that was in like, uh, uh, made me smile, I think was the, the subreddit. And it was in this village. It looked like in India, I would guess. And they had this stand that was almost like ski ball. Mm. And these ladies were at the bottom of it and they have seven balls and there's seven holes up top. Each hole is labeled like sugar, lentils, new dress, a bucket. And they're rolling the balls up trying to make them land in the hole. And if they land in the hole, they get that item. And it's just this this footage of like these ladies doing it. And it's like, you know, the one lady wins like three things. The next one got like all seven of them. And I was like, this is the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen that we're making a game show out of necessities for some people. Right? Like, just give them the stuff. Just give them the sugar. If you have it right there, give them the sugar. We're going to make them, like, perform in front of a camera to feed their, their family today? So, like, is... is Yikes. Should it, we should be fully selfless there, in my opinion, right? Just give them the stuff if you have it. Like, it's selfish to record this video to post it for views to but maybe maybe the views are paying for the stuff so dude it's so that's the thing about it's all so layered yeah everything is so layered that's why i was was talking about the fucking um the event that we just worked Mm -hmm. like there were just there were beautiful things about it like this little fucking black boy that came out well he wasn't little that motherfucker was like six nine or something like that he was real scrawny he was 19 years old Mm -hmm. and he had spent all of his money to travel out here to be under Chef Kwame and and to just oversee everything. And he got a bunch of notes and met all the chefs and got everyone's contact information. Like his fucking life just blew up. It's awesome. That weekend, you know, and so you see things like that and it's like, whoa, like this is fucking amazing. Mm. And then, you know, again, you see some other weird shit. (laughs) It's like not so much. And it just, it goes back and forth and back and forth. There's just layers to everything. Yeah. Ultimately, I feel like it was a good thing. 
Yeah, I know that it was sponsored by or we were sponsoring. We had some fucking thing with No Kid Hungry. Okay. Um, I don't know exactly what that is. I don't think it was very explained very well what, what it was. But this, but the sign was up there. Uh, I think if they're not explaining it very well, we don't know what it is. It's probably like, you know, 1% of all realized profits yeah. goes towards it. You know, it's, yeah. it's probably not as much as we'd, we'd like, ideally. But And then, I, uh, so as I was talking to you about, then I would just think about all the food being thrown away. Like as I'm looking at the yeah. No Good Hungry Act. But then I speak to someone that was an in, that was volunteering that went to like JMU at the time. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, one of the helpers. And she was explaining, she was like, yeah, although people have a skewed view of like food waste, because the food that we're going to house here, you're going to clearly want enough for everyone and you're going to like double that fucking order, right? To have enough. But once you cook all that food and prepare the food, that food is supposed to be like enjoyed within a certain amount of time. Mm. So... It's not realistic to think that all the food that we're constantly dumping out could just be packaged up and s- delivered straight. No, no, somewhere. Not. You know, because we have a that's we, the reality. We have this idea, yeah, yeah, that like as we're just dumping tubs and tubs of food out, there's like, oh, so many people could be eating this. But is an event like this necessary where we have that amount of food? That's the question. You know, that's where I go to. Like, yeah. But then it's like, fuck. Or, but then now you're stifling capitalism because yeah. if people nah, work hard and they make money and they want to do this thing and it's they live in an open market. And it should, supports us. We have jobs. Like, shouldn't they be able yeah. to do it? I think there's there's probably ways to reduce waste, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Order less, make less. Or um, the other side of it, it's like we know it's going to be wasted. We know we're going to have scraps. Like, So let's have like a green trash can that we scrap the food into that then gets turned into pig feed. Yeah. And then the pigs feed more people. You yeah, know, because could you... Purpose that energy rather than just having it go to a landfill. Because could you sell it as... Like, could you advertise it as something that is green and that is trying to save and that people should expect to have less? You think people would come out for that? Like, they would still spend the money? No, to- the whole point of it is extravagance. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this bitch don't went green. Fuck her. Yeah, I went there and spent thousands of dollars and I'm Damn, still hungry. No. Yes, Nobody true. wants that. You can't do that. Damn. We're going to have a very different crowd showing up. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a room full of white people that smell like patchouli. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know what I would have liked. I would have liked for because it, it, this is for the proliferation of black and brown cuisine and just culture in general. Mm-hmm. I would have liked for the uh, and I felt the same way last year for the playlist being played around all weekend long to be far more diverse. You mean music-wise? Yeah. Okay. Like, there are black and brown people that have made music across so many genres of music for so much time mm-hmm. that the fact that we're not hearing things from the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s through jazz, blues, acoustic guitar, like, just there's so many things, like R&B. Yeah. Well, there, was some, there was some R&B there, but there was just so much. But... For the most part, it was had to be fifty seven percent Drake. <laughs> Future was a good bit, like that. You know what I mean? You had you had a couple. I think there was like one or two nineties R and B records, which I was vibing with for sure. Okay, I was vibing with those. I love it. anytime you throw some nineties R and B on. It's just got a certain 
God damn. The, it's yeah, that the, thing the you were talking were about. Yeah. The beats were different. They were talking different. And that was all made like more analog rather than being, you know, digitally created and everything like that. I yeah. think there's more to like this was very purposefully done. Yeah. yeah. It's just you with a broken heart. Yeah. In the fucking studio. Yeah. That 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 leaks into the music when, when you're that involved with making it. Yeah, but I, I don't know that the event was like a, a cumulative event of all black accomplishments. So, I mean, I think they were just trying to play music that was popular nowadays. But also with the crowd there, they they probably could have done with a, a more old school music. That's what I'm saying, because it's not like it's just a young crowd. I think it's the people it's that are being like, featured as chefs, probably interests in music and yeah. younger. Well, it's really just the the one chef mm-hmm. at the very yeah. top. It's, yeah. it's really just that person's playlist. For sure. Like, yeah, it's, it's his yeah. playlist. It's a playlist he walks around to every day. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to a, it was like last year, the year before. In the locker room, listen to some. Have you heard of Capital C's? No. Uh, he was he was an artist from New York, a, a rapper. Um, ended up passing away, and I was listening to it. And that that one chef, I think, it was in the the stall doing what what somebody does in a stall. And he yells out, "He's like, he's like, I love Steez." <laughs> it's like the only interaction I really had with him. <laughs> I fucking I was walking around in the back and he was walking through with one of those little fucking travel crepes that he that you know Chef Mawa was making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was walking through and he he was like, "Hey man," and he tried to like hit me on the shoulder just like a "Hey, what's going on?" type of deal. And I gave the smallest little like elbow nudge at the same time and I guess he wasn't expecting that collision when he first put his hand out so then he sort of recoiled and the crepe kind of went back and hit his shirt a little bit and he was just like <sighs> and just looked down and then looked up and was like oh my god and just walked off like mm-hmm. very annoyed and I was like come on man yeah you're the, you're the don't f- be a bitch this is all about food you're gonna get food on your yeah, shirt don't be a bitch it's not mustard relax yeah you'll be alright it's alright let me get another one of these fizzies you have some more ice over there? Yeah, I should. I'll steal some ice from you. Yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah. Good all in all, though, it was, a, uh, it was a fun weekend. It was a fun weekend. Long yeah. fucking hours. Long hours, for sure. But it is fun. There's uh, a lot to this. That's lot part to of the see. work. Yeah. Thank There's you, Earl. There's a lot to experience. I've been meaning to make this joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop building up jokes before I make that. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Wait, is there no context? Is no context. You're just dropping right just in. Just reminded me when he stood up. Um, you know, I've heard of Earl Sweatshirt, but I've never seen Earl Sweatshorts. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, I would only ever wear these if that was permitted. I yeah. love. Cloth shorts. I was wearing. Uh, Fuck yeah! I was wearing sweat shorts this morning while working out. And linen stuff too, like all that linen you got. I'm a linen with? convert. I love that. I love that collar too. Thank you. Yeah, doesn't choke me. A linen convert. Yeah, I wish I. I think I'm gonna start wearing linen year round. <laughs> it gets cold out, man. They make thick linen. <laughs> Do they like yeah. like real thick? I have a like uh, thick enough. Yeah. Okay. I have a a sweater. It's linen. Okay. A linen sweater. It's 
amazing. It still breathes. It's so light, but it, it retains heat. Mm, yeah, it's funny when you, you get also to a certain age, you start dressing for like performance, like you <laughs> like utility. This shit matters. A uh, little if bit. that was the case, we'd all be in golf gear. Right. What? Like quick, fast drying pants that are stretchy and, and polo shirts. No. So th- I'm not dressing for like, performance. Like, I don't want. No, nah, I don't. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. You know, maybe I said the wrong thing for performance. Um, well, not athletic performance, even. Yeah, just like, like utility. Yeah. Like whatever. Comfort and utility. Exactly. Comfort. Like right now, this shirt you have on is breathable. Yeah. But it's also nice and gentlemanly. You know, I don't know. How, how do the pants feel on you? Is it stretch enough? They feel good? Light. Light. <laughs> Breathable. No swamp ass here. S- same thing with the shoes. You got some knitted. Did I tell you about <laughs> Some knitted shoes here. On the subject of swamp ass, I tell you about the. Uh... <laughs> oh, wow. It's <laughs> a wild segue. <laughs> we went to uh, Richmond for a concert. And it was on a, uh, a park they have down there called Browns Island. And right. it's just an island. That's it's what it sounds like. There's a canal on one side and then a river or whatever the hell it is over there on the other side. And. Just this long strip of grass and the stage set up at one side and then just, you know, like a couple thousand people in front of it. And it was like 95 degrees out, you know, hot as hell. Everyone's mm. just sweating. And, you know, every other chick was wearing denim shorts. Mm. You know, those little like cute oh, short shorts. Daisy Dukes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, we're sitting down on the ground on mats. You know, everyone's got like their their picnic blanket, whatever it is. And once everyone starts standing up when the concert's starting, everyone looks like they just got off the lazy river. Like they just have a ring of sweat, just like a perfect ass imprint of sweat. And two of the chicks in front of us were sitting on a, a tie dye blanket. Yeah. And the ones wearing white shorts, the other ones wearing like, you know, really light washed denim like you have. And their, their ass sweat tie dyed their shorts. Oh. <laughs> so you have some tie dyed ass sweat just jumping out at people like, hey, this is where ass sweat was. This, this is, is why we're they- here. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I was wearing linen and I was comfy cozy. So I was mm. like, this is another point in the category for linen. Yeah, I think though, when you, was it, it was a festival? No, it was just a concert. Oh, okay. Because I think that if you go out probably to certain concerts, indefinitely, probably all festivals, there is a shared and completely understood and expected dirtiness. That, yeah. that people are going to be in. It's like, hey, listen. We're all in it together. Well, you, yep. Like, we're all going to be dirty as fuck for three days here, walking around, drinking, fucking tripping out on whatever the fuck. Are you a uh, festival goer? No. No? No, never been. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, never. I've never been either. No. I went to like... That and raves I've never been to. You've been to a rave? I've been to a couple raves. Oh, yeah? I mean, Virginia raves. You know, it's usually like in the Fun? moon. It was fun at that age. I'm sure if I went now, I'd be like, this is not my crowd. Um, But I mean, like, you know, in this area, they would just have a field, set up a stage, and then, you know, a bunch of people would show up, they'd have music for a night, and then you'd go home. Mm. And, you know, it wasn't like a more planned thing with a cool set list, playlist, you know, like effects. Some guy walks up to you that's higher than you are with those light gloves on starts giving oh, you know, like Jesus a, Christ yeah it's like you know get your fingers out of my face yeah some people live for that shit man it's like a drug just imagine just you're just on fucking Molly and you're with all your friends you guys are drinking and you're fucking dancing and you're sweating and someone's got some coke too and you snore some coke someone's got some Adderall we're gonna do Adderall tomorrow just so we can pop in and do it again and it's like a it's a oh, form of mass hysteria fuck man yeah you know you all get on that same like wavelength that same level yeah 
Not my crowd. You all just come back and yeah. do it again and do it again. <laughs> Some people get stuck. You know, like, what happened to Cindy from high school? And then you look at her Facebook and she only has those, like, fluffy boots on at all times and wearing a <laughs> bikini in all pictures. And, and she's gotten really into fire twirling. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I've, I've heard people. I see. I don't think I've really had. I've had friends definitely have their mind and seemingly the consciousness that they occupy change and alter drastically depending upon the psychedelic experiences or whatever that they've gone through. Mm. Um, but I don't know anyone that has like lost their mind, like just went off the reservation. But I do know people that know people. Sure. That have. And it most, happens, but I think it, it's it's going to happen either way. It's probably not expressly due to drug use. You know, it's, you know, if, if doing shrooms unlocked your schizophrenia, then you were probably going to at some point have a, a battle with it either way would be my guess. I don't know. Or you was just waiting for some sort of trip. There was a, there was a kid I went to high school with and his, um, his dad owns a pizza shop nearby and he was friends with my friend group and would grow his own shrooms. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was, he was taken large amounts daily mm. and it just eventually snapped my buddy that worked at the pizza shop said he would just like find him in the back like curled up underneath like the prep table just oh, talking to himself no. and uh yeah, i don't know that he's ever quite been the same again oh no yeah. man that's crazy but meanwhile i just did 30 like two days of microdosing. right um how you feeling oh <sighs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm also on streams right now. Yeah? Yeah. yeah Microdose? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Definitely allowed me to step back and look at some things that I felt like I wanted to refine about myself. Uh much more able to detect and attack bitch ass nigga thoughts that I have sometimes. Like sometimes when I just feel like I'm anything that isn't an optimal thought or feeling. I'm like, why the fuck are you feel? Like, why are you feeling this? Your life's amazing. Like, this shouldn't mm. even be. You shouldn't even have a hint of disdain for anything. Your life is so damn good. Go for it. Oh, okay, dude. Lapel de V though. Okay, like, do that. I don't know what that. That means. it's the uh, the call of the void. Um, it's like if you're standing near a cliff or something like that, your brain gets a thought that like, oh, I, I could, I should jump off this cliff right now. Or, you know, it, when you're driving, like, oh, I could just drive off the side of the road or I could drive into traffic uh, yeah, 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 yeah. or I could hit this. It's like, it, that's a healthy thought to have because then your brain remembers that you shouldn't do it. So I think it's probably mm. a similar thing that like your brain's thinking these negative things to remind you that no, things are good. Yeah. Oh, so it's just the natural process. Yeah, Cause of otherwise being... would you come to that like conclusion of no, everything's good. Like, why are you thinking this? Yeah. Unless you were thinking that. Yeah. Very true. Otherwise you'd just be existing. That's very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Just the existing part is now good. when you get now, stuck in that mindset. Now the, sometimes the just existing in there's really no thoughts about anything happening at the moment are very, very nice moments. Mm hmm. Just, I'm not even trying to bend the world or figure anything out or any of that. It's just just enjoying life. Just here, yeah. Just existing. That's also a really, really good one. No, good nice. Yeah, you need that. You need that from the way your brain thinks. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. It was. It was necessary for me to take the route of of meditational practices constantly and every day. You meditate. Yeah, heavy. Yeah. Every single day. Mindful or? 
Yeah, mindfulness meditations when I wake up for like, you know, 10 minutes, 10 minutes before I go to sleep. But it becomes something because it's been something I've been practicing for like over a decade now, like 12 years. Mm -hmm. So it becomes something that you realize you can't just do those two times in the day. It has to become a way of being Mm -hmm. like so I've been really interested in grace for a long time. I think grace is such a beautiful thing because it's all the moments in between the steps that you learn. Like it's 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 a way of like swimming with the earth's current, right? It's it, so when you see a ballerina and you you're like, what the fuck? Like how do you how do you achieve that level of grace? Mm-hmm. Like because you had to learn a bunch of steps to learn like how to dance, but then you had to figure out all the itty bitty microseconds in between those steps to make it fluid, like you're moving through water. You know what I mean? Or like you are water, like you're smoke or some shit. And so um, I think that you have to, I mean, if you care to, which I have, you want to be mindful of all things. You want everything to become, you want life to become a meditational practice. At least I wanted life to become. And so I I make life a meditational practice. I try to do everything. Everything is a meditational practice for me. Mm. Um, And so it becomes a way of being. And yeah, it's absolutely necessary for me, for sure. I'd fucking go crazy. I'd fucking go crazy. I like that that idea of grace, too. I think that that applies to the uh, conversation of like AI music. Mm. You know, can AI ever have grace in music? Because I don't know if you, you know, how familiar you are with somebody playing like piano. You have a classical musical piece. There's notes on a paper and you can be very technically correct and play those notes perfectly at the perfect time, you know, the, follow the key signature and everything like that. But then I think like the beauty of music and the interpretation of music is when you don't play it quite perfectly. Mm. You know, you kind of flow through. You have a little yeah. grace with it. You know, you're 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 bobbing, you're swaying. You're really yeah. feeling the emotion of it. That's what's weird about really good artists. Yeah, it's like how the fuck are you doing that? Like, how did you figure that out? Because you could be completely technically one hundred percent correct, but you're not. And that bit is like what gives you that thing. Perfection's not beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, did you ever see uh Black Swan? Yeah. That's what that fucking movie was about. He's yeah. he's talking to the white swan, fucking Hillary Swank, right? And he's looking at Mila Kunis like, you need to become a little bit of her. Like, look at her. She's willing to make mistakes. She's funny. She's chaotic. Like, you're too perfect. Mm-hmm. You need to embody that if you're gonna be, if you're gonna do this role right. And it's just her fucking journey figuring or getting in touch with that side of herself to play that that fucking uh, or do that dance at the end. Yeah. But fuck yeah, man. It's something beautiful when people find that thing about them that they that only they can incorporate in the art. It's just mm. it's so beautiful. It's so weird. I don't think a lot of people do that. N- no. No, yeah, to be able to like find what what is uniquely you, it's hard. I don't know what's uniquely me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't have like an exploration of art that I'll ever discover it through. But yeah, sometimes though, it's the not knowing that is the magic. Mm-hmm. There's 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 definitely something huge in that. That's one of my favorite things too. It's the fact that you don't know. That makes you who you are. And to be honest, I mean, that's the epitome of Daniel. Like, in case you don't know, I I can tell you exactly what the world thinks of you. I can tell you right now because people (laughs) tell me all the time. It's that you, you are extremely unique in that sense. Like, no one... 
has ever no one knows a person like you. It's, you're very, very you. And a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that you don't even realize that you're you. Mm-hmm. Right. So and it's it's because of that that gives you that air, that essence that people find in you so attractive. Good. Yeah. It's because you, you're just I'm happy to hear that because I've always had a fear of like just being one of the masses. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I remember like one time I was in second grade or something like that. And the teacher like asked us like, oh, do you all want to like go do this? And everyone raised their hands. And I like waited. And she was like, do you want to do this? And then I raised my hand. And she said something about like, oh, well, aren't you a leader? And like I thought to myself at the time, I was like, I'm not a leader. I just don't want to like do everything else that everyone else wants to do. Mm. That's interesting to have yeah. that thought at a young age, right? Yeah. You know? Because, like, why Why do some kids think and it, like it's that? it's not like I want to be, like, counterculture and be unique or anything like that. It's just, I don't know. I think there's there's a weird contentedness that people find. And just, like, you know, checking off the boxes and doing the things they're supposed to do. And You, at the very least, have to check it the fuck out. Like, if a yeah. bunch of people are swarming towards one place, you got to at least be like, mm, what's going on over there? Like, I don't sure. know if I'm going over there just yet. Like, I don't know about that. Because sure. I know a lot of people to make... A lot of terrible mistakes <laughs> and yeah. perpetuate a lot of terrible ideas together. Well, that's that's the negative <laughs> side of that coin, you know. So I'm like, yeah, uh, like I don't, I definitely don't need to run after you guys and do what the fuck you're doing. I'll have mm-hmm. some conversations, see like maybe if there's some things you're doing that maybe I want to take from. Mm-hmm. But no, the swarming, yeah, you definitely want to like sit back and wait. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be the the first person. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. To have that Neuralink chip that Elon Musk is going to start putting on their heads. You don't want to be the first hundred people to do that. Like, wait no. a little bit. You don't want to be the first. D- I'll wait 50, until they 000. offer it as a, an upgrade on my T-Mobile plan. And then Boom. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. See, when, the, when it's at that level, see, sure. Yeah, it'll take a while to trickle down to us little people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At first, it's just going to be for If elite. I have to sign a waiver first. Yeah. Oh, okay. a, a waiver's definitely coming with that. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. You be, the the level of security that's going to have to go into that, bro, if someone hacks into that chip, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. Like hackers are going to get just as good as the people making the tech. Like hackers aren't getting worse. Mm-hmm. Like, so I just don't think I want something that's easily. And now I know that people are hacked regardless. People are hacked by stuff that they're watching on on Twitter and stuff like that. Like people are hacked in that sort of sense. But having an actual chip in your head that someone could get access to in minute, like, nah, I'm cool. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I wonder like what the future is there. I don't think we can program the brain. I think the brain still has a process on learning things, and I think like maybe the Neuralink chip just lets you learn at a faster rate. Mm-hmm. My my fear would be kind of what we see now with the news and like things portrayed as facts that you learn and becomes a part of like your, your brain and your thinking that might otherwise not actually be you know, the, the truth, the actuality of everything. So, and that can happen at a faster rate. You know, we're already seeing like an echo chamber of politics and everything mm-hmm. like that. And um, like that only gets worse. Yeah. I'm with you with just like living a simpler life. It's, it's much happier. Mm-hmm. It's much, much happier. And it's much, and it's much more real. Like this is really what's going on. The shit around you, the people around you. I don't want a simple life. Yeah. Oh no. You want a complex yeah, life. Yeah. I want a very complex. You know, I want to like explore everything that interests me. Well, okay. So see, I use words and I don't understand that there's always so, like, yeah, I, I, I know <laughs> well, there's always like a duality in everything that I'm saying. So I think that for me to have even to live the life that I live now is is very complex in its tapestry in the way in which it was woven but it's it, but it's simple now 
but it but it took so much complexity and so much thought to weave it together in order for it to be taught enough for me to just lay it down. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the thing in there. So there's tons of complexity to my life, but it's, it's lived now it's manifested in a much more simple, uh, way. And that feels, that feels good. You can only get there through trial and error. Right. You know, right. Oh, I've, Fucked up a ton, dude. Man, oh, God. That's, I forget. That's, I forget. You don't that's know how I'm me. Make my way to success is just oh. through fucking up and figuring out what I'm not supposed to do. Dude, I've done. I've I've done so much. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you share? Yeah. Um. Did I tell you the story about how I stole that car mm. down it? So. 21 years old and I'm moving down to Florida and I'm like, this is going to be the best fucking time of my life. Stole that car allegedly. Uh, and I'm headed down to Florida. I'm about to move on my brother and I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm about to go down to Florida. It's going to be hot, hot weather, hot women. I, I'm, I, I got a job lined up. I'm just like transferring I'm Panera young. breads. Yeah. Hell yeah. I got a car. I just spent $1,600 working it up to like go down there. Like, is this going to be fantastic? And I'm driving down uh, Tampa Bay, Clearwater, to be exact. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm driving down, and my dad's in the passenger seat with me. He's taking the dr- uh, drive down, and he's going to take a flight back up when we get there. Cool. Uh, so we're driving, and as soon as we get to Florida state lines, and we, we fucking cross, welcome to Florida, and you start seeing palm trees, and the sun's out, and it's fucking beautiful. And you're like, Fuck yes, I'm fucking made it. I'm fucking young in Florida with a job and a car and a place to live, and I'm staying in a place that's seven hundred dollars for rent between two people, two bedroom, two bathroom. This is I fucking honest. And then a storm hits, Uh, and there's an accident. Like you know, I don't five hundred yards ahead of me, and there's bumper to bumper. And I hit the person in front of me and my car scrunches up like an accordion and the engine pops oh, out so of the top the and the fucking, yep. And fucking, cause I couldn't, I couldn't stop my car. It like slid. I, I think I slammed. I think I fucking slammed. I choked, slammed on the brakes, slid, hit it. Engine, smoke, everything. Cars total. Just spent $1,600 the week prior to like fix it up to get it ready. Um, car totaled. And then my brother had to drive up like five hours from where he was in Florida, pick us up and then, and then take yeah. us down to his spot. The I think the next day we go to a spot uh, called the V and uh, there were a lot of cougars at this place. And uh, long story short, I ended up going home. We called a taxi with this this older. I was 21 at the time. So she was probably like in her 40s woman. Fantastic. She was South African. She was absolutely beautiful. beautiful. She had some zebra skin or zebra print dress on. Super tight. <laughs> she had zebra like, skin. Like she was. <laughs> <laughs> she had zebra skin. It was fantastic. It was so beautiful. And we got in the car and went back and uh, realized that one, she was definitely married uh, just from the photos and stuff around the house. I had, forget, you know, that kind of went over my head a little bit, but. I think she did mention there being a guy that was off somewhere, like working, mm-hmm. making money for them, right? But I'm young and 21, and I'm a piece of shit, so I don't fucking care. Oh, man. Um, a good older lady? Yeah. And I loved the older lady. I love an so, older lady. Oh, my Absolutely. God. Is it, yeah, to this day. To this day. To this day. Um, this moment. Although, it's, as I get older, that age differential that I'm comfortable with is, is getting smaller. <laughs> 
That's fine. Yeah. I think that's also okay. That's still, you know, absolutely yeah. 45. Um, so cool. either way, we, we have sex and I'm leaving. I want to leave. My brother's at the house. He had left earlier from the club. He came back to her house with you? Well, no, no. He had left earlier. So I went back with on a taxi with her to her place. Okay. He had left the club with some other chick that uh, he okay, met. Okay, okay. So I didn't want to bother him. I knew what he was doing, right? So I didn't want to call him away from what he had going on. Is dad still around? Is dad? Dad is not around. Dad flew back up. Dad is gone. Oh, dad is gone. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, yes, dad is flown back okay, up. Okay. I think like it's like a all three of, of you hours. just find your way to <laughs> different houses. <laughs> it's like, where was your dad <laughs> and all of this? Yeah, no, okay. So I think, yeah, we had dropped him off already. So this okay, is after okay. we drop him off. Sorry, I'm just no, 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 it's fine. Uh, it's even funnier that it is as soon as we drop my dad off to go that this story happened. Mm-hmm. So thank you for asking that question. Uh, and so I told her like, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get out of here now. And she's like, all right, I, I could take you home in the morning. And I'm like, I'm not fucking going to sleep in this place. Uh, right. So I was like, no, I'm just going to get a cap. I had no money on me. So there was no way I was going to get a cap. So mm-hmm. also before Uber. Um, so I waited for her to go to sleep and then I walked out and I picked up these keys, uh, from the little fucking key hanger thing next to the fridge. And I walked out and I got in the car. I opened up the car. It was a beautiful black Jeep. Beautiful. Nice. Decked out. Just clean. Oh, my gosh. Okay, like like no a Wrangler? Drove it. Yeah, it looked like no one had driven this thing. Okay. Um, and I started it and I fucking reversed. And I just started driving down the street. And uh, I'm drunk, too, because I've been part fucking partying. She's been buying me all these Captain Cokes. That was my fucking drink at the time. I don't know. And uh, so I'm probably like seven of those in. Sure. And I'm drunk using GPS, driving a stolen car down the parkway. And I get all the way back to my brother's house, which is probably like a 40-minute drive. And then I park the car like a few blocks away. And I get back in the house. As I'm getting in the house, the woman that he left the club with is walking out of the house. And he looks out in the street. And then he looks at me as I'm walking to my room. And he's like, hey, like, how? I didn't see a cab out there. Like, how'd you get? how'd you get here? I was like, ah, we'll talk about it in the morning. And I just like went and laid on the little fucking blow up mattress I had at the time that was fucking killed my back. And he came in the room. He was like, no, no. How did you get home? Mm-hmm. And then it really dawned. Older brother? On, yeah. Okay. And then it really dawned on me three years, my elder, when I had to say the words aloud. And I was like, I mean, you remember that chick? Like, the, like. I mean, I guess I stole her car or whatever. And he was just like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, what, what do you, what do you, or like, what do you mean you stole it? I was just like, well, I mean, I parked it like a few blocks down the road. Like the keys are in it. Like, you know, and Sorry. he was just like, get the fuck up. We're returning the car now. Uh, and we just, he took me to where I left the car. I got in the car. We drove 45 minutes back across town. I parked the shit in her, in a parking spot. And then I left the keys there and I left. And that was the. Did you go back in the house to leave the keys? No, I left it like on the dashboard. I was like, fuck that shit. Yeah, I just left it on the dashboard and got the fuck out of there. And that was like my first real night in living in Florida. Um, Yeah, it was just just to tell, you know. That story could end much differently. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. The risk. Yeah. The risk taken. Pulled over drunk in a stolen car. And that wasn't even my steez back then. Like, that's not even how I got down. Like, it it just changed me because I got the Florida... And I was just like, fucking why? I think at that age, too, like men have like a weird inherent need to fuck up. Mm. You know, like there's just like you're just you're full of this testosterone and like you just you're crazier than you probably actually are. Yeah. Like what else are you going to do but fuck up? Really? Yeah. 
Like just I, get I, it. I made awful decisions at that age all the time. <laughs> That's all I got. Yes. And then looking back, like it hurts me. Like I feel like this internal cringe. Like not only like do I feel bad that I, you know, whatever I had done, but like that I would even you know be the type of person to uh, do that. You know? Yeah, we have to kind of give each other slack because I think that people are just people are just what what they can be. Yeah. It's just what they can be. Like some people grow and that's, up in that's some... another cool thing about life though, is like you are much different than that person. And it's like you're you've evolved to a better person and like you will continue to evolve to a better I hope for you, for yeah. us, you know? Yeah, for everyone's sake. Uh. Shit. It matters because you 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 don't want to fucking dictate how other people live their life, but you do understand that there would be a massive collective benefit if people treated themselves better. You know, uh, that that in various ways, like that would be very cool. But again, you know, what the fuck are you gonna do? People don't want to do it. They, you know, they don't want to. They don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever that means to you, like whether it's exercise or it's just trying to not eat completely shitty or not just consume completely shitty content online or whatever the case is. Just trying to be mindful of those things. But you can't. Yeah. You know, you can make a decision there. Yeah, but you know that's a decision you make for yourself. But if people don't want to do that, I'm still fine like talking to them. I still find them interesting because I was still that person at some point in time. They like didn't, I didn't think about that shit my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're just on whatever leg of that path that they're on, not giving a fucking. Sometimes yeah. that's somebody's whole life. Yeah, a lot of time. You know, but, I mean, I think everyone's interesting, right, in their own way. Like, there's something you can get out of everyone. Like the soft white underbelly. Have you seen that YouTube channel? For sure. It's amazing. It is. You're seeing like, you know, some of the lowest of the low, whether it's their choice or not. Um, and there's there's a lot you can learn from that. And like a lot that is interesting and is sad and is, you know, exciting about there's layers, some of these stories. Yeah. Layers to it. Um, yeah, no, people, people are super interesting. That I, and I have this conversation also in here often because I talk to a lot of single people <laughs> and a lot of single people often say, Everyone's so fucking boring out there. I'm dating and this guy's boring and this girl's boring. And like they're dry. Dry is like the number one term people use. They're so dry. It's so dry out there. People are so boring. Like, I disagree. And I'm like, hmm, you disagree. I think if you're finding people boring, it's probably something to do with you. Hey, man, I've kind of been pushing that. Yeah. Like there is boring people. But you probably still haven't gotten to know them well enough. And whether that's your fault or not, I don't know. Some people are very guarded, you know, and what makes them interesting, you know, you might never, never, you know, dive into. But if you're finding everyone boring, yeah, I don't know. It's like, that's like, you know, when somebody brings up like, oh, everyone talks shit at work about me. Like, what's wrong with them? <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. Because. You know, I can say this about you and I love I love being able to say like beautiful things to people that I really, really mean. And it's like really, really the truth. You're the type of person and this is it's good people where if someone came around a group and I was in that group, there's a group of five people were talking and a six person came over and was just like, God, you guys know Daniel? Like, oh, my God, I fucking hate that guy. Like, he's terrible. If everyone in that group knew who you were, we'd all look at that person and they would immediately be ostracized <laughs> because we'd be like, what, what, what happened? Mm. Like, what do you mean? Like, what, what took place? You got to paint me the picture. Like, what did he sure. do? You know, people are going to inquire yeah. because we wouldn't believe that. 
As opposed to you hearing some shit like, yo, this person's such a bitch. And you're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Fuck, Say no right? more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate you that. You don't want to fucking be that person, man. That's- See, I'm a, I'm a habitual button pressure. Though. Like, if, if somebody <laughs> comes up to me and says something, I'm definitely going to try to explore yeah. that more. Just cause out of curiosity more than anything. <laughs> like, Earl's the worst. Yeah, you know, you're, you're not wrong. Tell me, tell me about it. What, what do you do now? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Like, yeah, like let's explore this. Like, what, what have you been seeing about them? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's for sure. Just you know, just no, out I, of like, I, I, I'm a scientist, so I want to explore I, the subject. I totally you know? get that. I've done that before too, yeah. for sure. Like, I, I do want to know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Because although I don't like propagating gossip, so if somebody's coming to me and like you know wants to like speculate on somebody on something i don't like that mm, like, like they're just coming and asking you oh i heard you. this or you know what do you think they're doing like i'm not gonna i don't feed into that sort of thing i don't, I don't like do that you, what do you think they're doing what do you yeah. think the illuminati's doing like for like dude man listen i'm just i'm gonna make these drinks and i'm gonna serve these people like i don't know about all of that exactly yeah no, that, mm. those are the days that I'm, I'm happy that like all right i can just dig into what i do and, uh, like, I don't have to focus on workplace interactions because I have plenty of other people interactions to deal with. Yeah. You know? You ever get tired of people? Um, a, a little bit in, a, in the work setting. Okay. Yeah, but not so much out, outside because outside I don't. This is why I love this so much because... Hopefully I can facilitate a space where people can just like we can feel cool just talking to each other like, as humans, just interacting. Mm. Um, I love people. Mm. I find people to be fascinating. All of them. I talk to so many different people. They're all so fucking fascinating in their own way. I, I truly, truly believe this and feel this shit in my soul and my bones. Um, and it's so much fun experiencing people. If you facilitate a space where they feel comfortable expressing inside of. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you say if people are shut off, like maybe you're not getting the interesting. I just happen to be decent at getting people to feel comfortable enough to express themselves. It's a, that's a superpower. It, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like it's, yeah. it's such a blessing because then I get to like see all these layers to people and it's fucking awesome. It's such a weird education. It's like something that. Like can only happen through just speaking to people over and over and over, like all these different people, all their different ideas, all their facial recognition, all these different beliefs, all the different nuances to who they are, all the fucking similarities that make them all the same. Like it's so it's fucking yeah, it's beautiful. No, there's there's something there to the sort of person that makes you feel comfortable to open up. Mm-hmm. Like I've wondered about that because I feel like when I was younger. I was more of that person. You know, people would almost overshare at times with me. And it's like, I don't burden me with like whatever this was, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But now as I've gotten older, I think it's maybe because I'm a little more guarded with people I don't know well or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Which doesn't upset me, you know, because I don't want to like, once again, be overburdened. But there is there's something and maybe it's like small facial cues or whatever it is that makes you feel like more of a friendly person, trustworthy. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really I just. I genuinely feel like when I say I don't give a shit about who people are as long as they don't hurt other people, like as re- I couldn't mm-hmm. say it better. Like I really 
don't care like what you're into. I mean, I care in the sense that it's probably going to fascinate me and I'm going to want to know about it. But like, I don't care that people live differently than me. I don't like, I'm just not very judgmental in that, in that sense. So like, I can just, I can see people better than other people can. I like that, that as long as it's not hurting other people, that's kind of like how I like to live my life is the more of like Epicureanism, if you've ever heard of it, versus hedonism. Okay, well, which I you, do know what I'm hedonism sure, is, yeah. so if that's the So Epicureanism, opposite. I don't know, like, one of the, I think, the, if I understand it correctly, and once again, I'm not an expert on the subject, but is it's very related to hedonism, but not at the expense of others, or at the mm. expense of yourself. Like, you know, maybe... You know, with hedonism, it feels good to do crack. So you smoke crack Facts. because that's what you're into. And like, you know, it feels good and you're hedonist and it's like the express purpose is just to feel good. Whereas like Epicureanism, it's like, well, do stuff that makes you feel good as long as it's not the expense of you or others. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Because I do like to say that the the yourself too. Because sometimes I'll just say as long as you're not hurting others. But I do mean hurt yourself as well. But then that's also a weird one, too, because you also have the right to kind of do that. Sure. But is it better for the world if you hurt yourself? Uh, Definitely. (sighs) How do you uh, feel about artists that move, that shift cultures, that that move people in the way that they tap into that artistry? Because... I'd like to think that just a healthier artist would just come up with better ideas, but I don't know. Cause sometimes there've been people that are fucking shit faced and whatever that come up with the most beautiful works ever. And so I'm not saying that that's just the, that that's the, like the over under is definitely in support of blow your mind on a bunch of drugs because that's how you're really going to get to the beauty and art. But I think that's overplayed. Yeah. You think it's overplayed. I think that's like drug use and like changing your state of consciousness is like idolized. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I was influenced by that. It's like, yeah. you know, as a kid, like seeing like all these, these artists that I, I appreciated, like, you know, Eminem for instance, Mm. on whatever he was on or whatever and like he made this amazing music and there there might be something to that right because he was never the same he was never the same after he got clean yeah never never the same never Never will be but was it the drugs or was it the the sort of person the drugs made i mean you know and i think like and the ultimate hunger that he had because he was dealing with everything if you listen to old slim shady like you knew what his life was yeah. it wasn't fucking cool yeah right? exactly so, so he was hungry was his motivations yeah, that yeah. it's the same thing with like I, i'm i'd like to watch ufc and seeing like conor mcgregor on his come up was one of the, the greatest ever mm-hmm. you know watching him you know poor irish guy just spending all his money on training didn't have a job was like supported by his girlfriend made his way to the top got like two belts and then just crash downhill mm. you know after he has millions and millions of dollars it's like you lose that hunger yeah you know what, what's it worth and the, i don't know like, it's going back to what we we're talking about before of like i think we as humans need motivation to succeed so it's like we can't all be on a level playing field otherwise you don't have greatness yeah yeah you know but like what's the point if you don't have greatness great? you also don't have like the, the, the flip side of the coin so yeah. is it better to just be averaged out or is it better to have you know great and yeah, no, nah, you, you gotta let people go. I'm a freedom type of guy. Yeah, I like the democracy idea <laughs> a lot. I, I like that. 
Let people be free. Let them express. Let people gravitate towards what they like. Mm. You know, and unfortunately, if people like to watch a lot of degenerate shit online, then that's the way the cookie crumbles in a free society. There's a reason it's there and there's a reason it's propagated. It's apparently what we're into. <laughs> it's apparently what the fuck we're into. It's just like if you opened up Pornhub, like that recent bar, like it's going to be what the hell you were typing in or whatever you were clicking on before. Like that's right. what it's going to be. What? Let's, let's talk about this. Okay. Porn online. Why mm. is everything step siblings? I don't know. Why when is it this, all some sort of incest? I don't know where that, that sweep came from. Is, is there that amount of the population that's into this? Oh, it must be. It has to be, it right? It must be. The, yeah, I don't know. Because for me, for porn, I just, I skip past the end. You know, I don't need a backstory. Mm-hmm. That's not why I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? no, no, no. You don't need the story. Yeah. That's not what I'm doing. But there, there has to be a large enough population that's like into that, that but you know every single video is that. There, uh, what's funny, <laughs> my friend knows a guy, and they were talking about porn. <laughs> And this guy, by the way, has got to be easily one of the horniest men I've ever met because the way he is fucking is insane. He's fucking. No, I do know a hornier person. (laughs) I actually do know a hornier person. And that's. I'm going to save that thought because I want to get back to that guy. (laughs) I want to know what beats out. (laughs) But like. He's this other guy said that he would watch porn like he'll watch the porn and like not jack off. Like he'll just watch the video like as a movie. Like he'll just watch it and he'll be like, all right, cool. Yeah. And like it's really into the storyline. Going to IMDb for porns. And I'm just like, what did this have on Rotten Tomatoes? (laughs) Exactly. Like who's starring in this one again? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. Oh, I like this writer a lot. He always hits the punchlines just right. Sure. Oh, my God. The the lighting. It's crazy. The lighting on that cock. I'll tell you, though. Hold on a second. Lighting matters. Sure. It does matter. Now, I know that this is this is what happens with the Internet is there's this boom and you get every genre that you can imagine because you have every human in the world throwing their fucking name in the pot. Sure. You know? So there's there's so much shit out there. There's so much. The step the step thing, that's probably benign mm-hmm. in comparison to all of the wild shit that's out there. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, if you start going into, like, the more niche fetish categories, like, things get weird quick, I would you and, you and I were coming up with one, I believe, like, at work. We were talking about feet. <laughs> and we were talking about, like, what could really sell. Like, what could really sell. And I believe that in if no one's doing it, here's a freebie. A fucking ASMR uh, of just, like, very pretty feet. They have to be pretty. Sure. Um, and polish and all this is clean. Playing with like goo or Play-Doh, so, yeah, the, the Play-Doh's nostalgic. Ice cream, maybe yeah. something like that. Maybe, and maybe do a little finger painting, and a little toe painting. Toe, that's right. You said the toe painting, right? Pretty, pretty right. I think people, I, the things that are popping off these days, that's easy. It's feet, easy. Feet don't do it for me. I've though. seen. I've known people to sell feet photos for a lot of money. I really? met. Yeah, I met some. My the engineer of this podcast introduced me to some at his house. It was interesting. It was like a guy and a girl. Like they were dating, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll just sell my feet." She have nice feet. 
I, I don't know. I didn't even get. I don't think I got a chance to look at him. But, um, <laughs> you didn't get to scope those feet. <laughs> I didn't get to scope the feet, you know. But she was definitely selling. If somebody tells me that they're selling their feet for a lot, I'm like, go, yeah, break them out. Yeah, for sure. Like, let me see. Let, let me see, see what's going. Let me on. see what you're working with. But here. there's also just funny shapes of feet. Like people just kind of like that off thing that we were talking about. Sure. Like I don't want a there's perfect beauty foot. And imperfection. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, like give me that bunion. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an ingrown? <laughs> Is there a little lint between but, the second and third toe? But that's but that's why amateur porn blew, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, damn, we've been seeing this beautiful lighting, these beautiful productions with these beautiful porn stars for so long. Then it was like, oh shit, that's like the chick down the street. Yeah. Like, okay, that's kind of there's there's nothing realis- realistic about like a, oh, just woke up and she has perfect hair and makeup on. It's like that's not hot. It's so funny if that, we, that if we just woke up and we're about to have sex, like you look like you just woke up, and that that's why that's a beautiful moment. It's so funny that that production was like a thing, and we bought into it for as long as porn first started. The first probably ten or fifteen years of porn, and then like whenever amateur porn became like a real thing, it must have been yeah, it must have been late in the game. I feel like we're late in the game with amateur porn, True. but that was such a crazy boom. Cause then people started looking at the beautiful porn stars like, eh, like it's cool, like, but I for some reason I just like this grittier camera, <laughs> this terrible lighting, <laughs> and this kind of cute chick. Yeah, that's that's the flip side to it. It's like when you give anyone a camera, there's there's some stuff out there. <laughs> Oh man, it's so funny how that works, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, it's I have great. to. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna urinate. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's if go. That's ahead. Right. Yeah, let's take a little break. Yeah. I want. I want to hear about the the horniest guy that you know. <sighs> okay, what's well, that's what's funny is it's that's even between two people. <laughs> I'm thinking of, but okay. In my okay, I guess like. In my horniest days. Sure. You know, I'd been known to maybe pull like I I I some there was maybe well first and foremost, let's put this out there. There was once a point in time in which I was dating three women simultaneously. Right? That's a lot. It is, it really is. Balancing that? I feel I, like it's I just, didn't really, I clearly didn't have much going on in my life. Yeah, because as soon as I'm getting laid, I just stop trying. Yeah. Not with like that person, but in general, it's like I'm not I, like I kind of stopped dating as long as like my needs are being met. Oh, I see what you're saying. See, that's what I'm saying. That's how deep the needs were. Yeah, that's it was like one of three you is not enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I need, I would like three, right? Uh, that's crazy. It, yeah. So are you the horniest? This is the story that's going. Well, I'm just saying that there was a point where I could have had sex like three times in a day Mm -hmm. with three different people. Um, Very promiscuous times. But I know someone that could easily, through the course of a weekend, have sex with like fucking 10 different women, just like just back to back, you know. How much and, work is that to line up to ten different ladies? Well, well, this person has some money and some notoriety, and they can just kind of like fly people to them and stuff like uh, that. Yeah, you know, 
So it's just like a answer a DM. They're coming to you. Yeah, it's okay. like that. Yeah. So okay, you know, so you're just walking through the house, just fucking. Wow. Yeah. Can you share that personal affair? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah, for sure. Somebody would know. Um, possibly. Okay. Possibly. Was it Latrell? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because his name was Lakeith. <laughs> <laughs> he just do a trail. I was not confident in it, man. <laughs> At least you got the joke. <laughs> La trail. That's even better. Yeah, man. So I like I don't I don't know about you. I don't need to fuck that many times in yeah. a day, bro. It's not I'm not that person anymore. Like no, the, yeah, when you're just young buck, it's different. Once again, it says that young man, like, hormones make you an entirely different person than what I think you actually are. You know, like, you give this urge to, like, fuck things up and, like, cause some chaos, cause some ruckus. Like, you want to get in a fight. You want to fuck. You want to do it all. And it's testosterone's a hell of a drug. Yeah. And then once that starts leveling out Mm. and, like, you kind of becoming yourself, I think, like, you realize, oh. I probably should have found intense workout because i was playing basketball but i was not working out intensely i should have found intense workout earlier on in my life you think that would have helped you mentally fuck yeah. yeah like it's the same thing with with gump when i take this little dog out he's doing whatever he's doing and whenever he's running around whenever he's a little amped up and he's letting me know like oh, it's time to go because in here he's like, i'm like all right cool we go out and as soon as we hit the door we just start running we just start running yeah and by the time we get back in that fucking house, that dog is chill. Yeah. The fuck out. None, none of that shit before it's happening. He's going to stretch out and just sit wherever yeah. he's at. You have this reserve meter that you just have to burn through. You just got to burn through that yeah. shit. And it feel, and I, I'm reminded that every single time I go to the gym and like go to the sauna afterwards sure. and get out, I'm just like, oh my God. I feel God. so much better. Oh. Yeah. This is I amazing. think especially men, it's important. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. I've heard about it talked about before, but like I do think there's like an aggressive energy to guys a lot of times, and it's like it's an inherent biological sort of thing that like we're competing, and yeah. you know, it, yeah. maybe not all guys have it, but like I definitely feel it at times, and yeah. I think it's important to like either compete in a sport or something to get that sort of aggressive energy out. Like, I think I want to, after I'm done trying to climb mountains. Um, get into like MMA. Okay. I would, I want before I'm 35, I want to have one amateur MMA fight. Mm. Okay. Just get my ass kicked. That's fine. Just do it once. I don't want CTE. Is, what would you want to start with? Like what discipline? Probably jujitsu. Mm. I hear that's the one. Yeah. I think that's like the most applicable to life. So yeah. it's probably a good one to actually be good at. Yeah. And then, you know, from there, like, just I'm working on my cardio anyway. Mm. Learn how to box a little bit. How to try to block a head kick. <laughs> that'll be that'll be really good. That's that'll just be just another hobby. You know, once again, it's like something I'm interested in. Let me explore it. But it'll also just tack on as another one of those great things. Like make, having a woman feel secure around you is very important if you'd like to be with someone. Yeah. Adds a little right? more value to you as a man. Boom. It's just like. I know that he knows something mm-hmm. and that's great to know. Like, it's just great. It just adds another layer of security here. You know, he's not going to run off on me. Like he, <laughs> could you imagine dude? Like I, I was telling Von Marie this, uh, <laughs> because uh, she was talking about that fucking guy staring at her at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, 
yet you had two guys like would you like nothing was going to happen to you like would you think he was going to get up and then Daniel and Jacob were going to run out of the room I was just like bro and I was like imagine if they were just like oh fuck this Romary like you got this you're on your own you look like you nailed yourself though right you're from Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> they know what to fight out there, right? <laughs> Bro, that's fucking crazy. If you're a dude and you ever leave a woman in distress, <laughs> like you see it happening and you turn the other way and run away, you have to kill yourself. Yeah. You have to. How do you, you know what I mean? Like, how? Oh, wait a minute. A woman uh, you care no, about. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Um, the guy that played the Punisher. Oh man, what is his name? He played the Punisher. He's a huge actor. Um, I'm not good at this. Oh, you're not that guy. I can right? picture his face though. Uh fuck, I forgot his name. He has a, he has a podcast and it's called like Real Ones. I for damn, I'm forgetting his name. But he, he he's he also played uh, Rick Grimes's best friend in the walking dead the first uh, season. shane shane him. whatever his actual name is yes yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. whoever that guy is I know um, talking about. i've seen his podcast actually it's absurd yeah he's so he's been he's had a very very interesting life yeah and he was in germany for like act like acting school mm-hmm. um and he said he, he saw a woman like get dragged out of a car by these two big fucking German dudes or Russian dudes. I, forget, I think it was Russian. Okay. And they were like wailing into her and he like fucking went over there and he was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And he tried to break it up and they just straight up pulled a gun on him and they were just like, listen, stupid American. Not your problem. Like this, trust me, like, please, you're going to want to walk away right now. And I think they just like, you know, hit him a couple times or something like that and let him on his way. And he had to walk away as he heard this woman's head being bashed into a wall. Jesus Christ. And now, so let me take back what the fuck I said, because he should probably just walk away. Like he should probably just unless you're of the ilk. Maybe call the cops. Yes. But you just reminded me of a time that I didn't do that, that I probably should have in Philly. Like I saw something similar. Mm -hmm. Not to that extent, but it was like a domestic dispute. And it was on like, you know, deep in the hood. I was driving through and, you know, I saw like a, a dude kicking uh, his, oh, his girlfriend in the car it looks like shit. and like i drove by and like rolled down my window and said like everything cool and uh, she said yeah so i just kept going i mean those are also very 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 tough moments yeah. it's do i call the cops and then like put this guy in the, in jail that's a lot of you know he said you said he was kicking her yeah he it was like, like holding on to the hood of the car or the like, whoa she was in the driver's seat and he was on the top and like kind of like Drop kicking into her. Oh, fuck. I saw one of those. I don't know. Like, you know, doesn't, oh, you know, man. I don't feel good that I didn't do more there. But like, also, I think especially in cities, there's kind of a mindset of like, it's not my problem. Like, it's not my people. It's not my problem. Like, it, that is not my business. I was at the gym yesterday and I saw a, a father and daughter working out. And I had this same kind of feeling that you're describing wash over me because I'm just, her and I are just working out, Valmarie and I. And we're just like fucking doing some mountain climbers and I'm hearing their conversation because it's only us four in this little main room gymnasium type of place. And they're off to the side of us. But she's just like, Daddy, like, I don't want to do it like it hurts. And he's just like, what hurts? What hurts? She was like, everything, Dad, like, I don't want to do. He's just like, come on, we got to do it. Pick that up. Come on. we." And 
like it was going and he was very, very stern. And I'm like, damn, this is just kind of one of those moments where that's his child, clearly, or, you know, mm-hmm. that, and I don't have any sort of backstory or any context to this at all. It seems kind of rigid, but yeah. that's not my fucking business at all. Yeah, I'm not the executioner. You I know? can't decide yeah, you know, like, what's right here. It just seemed like he was just like, nah, come on. Like, we're going to do this. Like, you, you pick that pick that weight up. You get over here. put Do them push-ups. Like, we, you know what it is. You know what we're doing here. She was just like, that just hurts so bad. Like, it's, I'm so tired. And he was just like, it was just very... You know, militant, but that's him raising his child. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you can't just insert yourself into other people's lives on a whim. Like yeah, when you, you, like you said, you don't have the context, you don't have the backstory. Yeah. Who knows what's actually going on? I'm sorry, just because you're a woman or just because you're a child doesn't mean that you're always in the right. I heard some some very famous comedians say stuff like, "We at least have to ask the question: What did she do?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's, man. that's an, an important yeah, thought. Yeah, it's very true. Be- yeah, it's very true. Because I tell but you, but then what. there is the disparity of power, which I was talking to Von Marie about yesterday. It was like walking through the world as like a five foot two woman it has to be terrifying, right? Bruh. You're just constantly looking up, like because I feel it sometimes when I walk around like really big men. You know, like they're like uh, you know, six inches a foot taller than me. And I'm looking up at them, and I'm like, good God, like, you could just have your fucking way with me right now if you want to. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> and, uh, like, that's uncomfortable. And that's, like, I'm that's... I'm going to have to roll with the punches. <laughs> <laughs> just hope it's quick. <laughs> and, like, that's very few and far between oh, for me. Because, like, I'm not, like, I'm not a tall guy, but, like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm tall enough. And, and I'm being, like, a small woman. Hundred pounds. I I did. Jesus Christ. Yeah, when I started dating more and more women and talking to them about security and things that they don't do, like wanting to or not wanting to take the trash out at night. Yeah, like I don't worry about that. Fuck, like I walk down a city street at night, I'm fine. Now, now that is not to say that I don't mind my p's and q's. Like I'm very aware aware. of what's going on, but I'm definitely not just. I'm not gonna have headphones. Terrified. Yeah. Right. I'm also just not going to be terrified. But yeah, think mm-hmm. about it for a little woman looking up. And and then the way that she says that guys look at her, like some of like some grossly just animalistic, like ownership mm-hmm. type of like, like you're seeing the deepest of true intentions and it's not good. You know, like, That's interesting. Fuck. Yeah, man. And you just feel like a little gazelle out there in the field, tall grass. That's terrifying. With seven lions around you. That's terrifying. Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't think yes. about that. Yeah, man. That's a uh, that's fucking There's crazy. the flip side of the coin though. Especially those older ladies horned up. Oh. When they get together. Oh, oh. They will objectify any man. Oh, they don't give a shit. Nah. Because no one's saying anything nah, to them. Nobody's gonna say it. Nobody's gonna call them out on that. Dude, I've had women say some wild shit to me. Yeah. Back in when I was a server. They just all sorts of wild shit. Like, and if I tried to transpose that to like, oh, like a older gentleman doing that to a crazy <laughs> thought. To a younger woman. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I've had women be like, oh, and you smell good too? Mm-hmm. Get out of here before I do something to you, boy. Like, 
Yeah, I had uh, at the resort once a lady was like, I hope you're wearing deodorant for when you come up to my room later tonight. I don't want to smell you. I've had people give me their room number and say, come up to my room. Yeah. Like, here's my room number. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the phone number. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it gets, it gets deep. Sure. There was uh, some some women that was working at the spa, and they they saw me early or later on in the day. They're like, "Earl, like we heard about you this morning." What the fuck are you talking about? They're like, "Oh, the the Williamses, you know, talked to us about you." And I was like, "Oh, I remember that party. Like, how did they enjoy breakfast?" They're like, "Oh, they they really enjoyed it." And then they were like, "Damn, we didn't come here to get pregnant, but Earl is." <laughs> And I'm, and I'm just like, yo, like, just imagine just like as a bunch of guys feeling comfortable walking up to a group a of ladies. At a, yeah, you know what I mean? At a, at a, concert, at a, at a desk yeah. and just being like, man, listen, we had such a good time, but we almost impregnated some of them girls over there. Like, It's crazy. <laughs> are you kidding me? Very, very different. But, you know, maybe we have enough, so we should shut the Yeah, up. yeah. No, I mean, the, the power balance is definitely different, so I'm not going to, like, claim victim here. <laughs> Whatever. Oh yeah, I'm gonna let and, yeah, I'm gonna let that one go. It's and honestly, so like it's it. I've also egged it on sometimes. Sure, that's what yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. In my position, it's fun at times. Yeah, for sure. And like I'll I'll play into it. Well, you wanna have some fun? Fuck yeah. it. You're entertaining me. Fuck it. Let's have some fun. Once again, we're not talking about the weather. Yeah, very so, true. So we can we can flirt. That's fine. Yeah, that's fun. Plus, older women got shit to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's always nice. Yeah, like you're just like, oh shit, like you a whole adult. I'm talking to you, like, <laughs> fuck. I gotta remember, like this is a, a you have whole, life experience. Yeah, you got yeah. life experience. You've seen shit go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are fun people. It's weird though if they remind you of like your aunt. You're like, fuck. That's the issue. It's like, all right, I'm into older ladies, Shit. but they can't have dark curly hair because my mom has dark curly yeah, hair. Yeah, it's a little too close to home. So that's like, you know, off the table entirely. Mm. I'm not, fuck you, Freud. I don't, I'm, a, I'm not attracted to my mom. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that the thing? I think, uh, how do you feel about that with women and their fathers, though? Once again, I think it's, it's some women. Mm-hmm. I think some women have, you know, some sort of daddy issues is, is you know, the, the term, right? Not even that. I think that there are a lot of women that, like, love their dad and have a phenomenal relationship with their dad. And they just, like, want the dude to be like their fucking dad. They're like, dude, my dad's awesome. Could you be something like him? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I love my dad. Could, can point. you? Yeah, like, I need to see someone that does something like uh, him. I'm, I'm more inclined to agree with you now. Yeah, because yeah. their fucking bar is going to be raised. They're like, dude, I've grown up with the, a fucking phenomenal stand-up guy. Like, I'm not going to hang out with some fucking bozo. Like, nigga, you better... <laughs> come on. Like, what? Yeah. He fucking chops trees. I, he's he's emotional. He's vulnerable with us. Like he's he fucking takes us out. He buys us stuff. He's great. He, he lets us travel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's fucking reasonable. He's nice. He's kind hearted. Like he's a fucking awesome guy. So guess who my boyfriend has to be? <laughs> yeah, he can't be your asshole. I feel like the the guys I've seen and like I'm starting to get to the age where I'm watching people get married that you know I grew up with, and the ones that were getting married earlier on. Their significant others reminded me more of their moms. Mm. So maybe they were just going from like a transitional phase of like mom to like significant other. Whereas like the other ones that are just getting married, you know, later on down the line, there's more of a separation there. I don't mm. know. If, I don't know. This isn't as well tested as my theory on actors. And the, the green and yeah. blue eyes um, with the what hair you said? No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forehead vein. Forehead vein. Forehead vein. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to think more about those people. You're going to notice that you're watching movies like, God damn it. He's right. 
<laughs> at least for lead actors, I don't know. Extras can be whatever. Charlize Theron. Wait, wait is this just for act? This is for both genders. Both genders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. A forehead vein. Is it, does the forehead vein give a certain, like, uh, I guess, flair to whatever the emotion is they're I trying think it's to just, invoke? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just uh, it's a cheat an code. exclamation point. It's a cheat code. Yeah. It just, whatever the, if it's an intense scene, that forehead vein's popping, you know it's intense, you mm. know? Yeah, it's kind of like the thing that separates someone that can cry on command and one that can't. Like, if you yeah. don't, if you don't got that. Those psychopaths. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like it's just a huge skill that you don't have in your repertoire. But yeah. if you do have it, that's probably fucking huge. It's a wild thing to fake emotion. Do you ever fake emotion? No. No? No. Yeah? Nah. I do. Yeah? Yeah. What's it like? What's, what do you mean? I mean, like, there's days where, like, I'm in a shitty mood, whatever, mm. and I'll go to work and I'll pretend to be happy. And uh. then I find that that makes me happy. Mm. You know, I think that's one thing I've realized as I get older is like, I don't have to be in a bad mood. I can just decide to be in a good mood and mm. like, I'll fake it for a couple minutes and then I'm in a good mood. Mm. Okay. So maybe that's not like, you know, faking emotion. Maybe that's just trying to redirect, but. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I cannot state the power that a 30 day microdose will. <laughs> <laughs> Will provide for you, uh, so I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely, I'm like I'm, I try to be pretty mindful that my life is is exemplary. Um, so there there are things that happen that aren't like the greatest, um, but I definitely don't get bogged down uh, too much by anything. I also just feel a, a pretty significant unimportance to my life uh, mixed in with uh, a gratitude to be here and a love and a curiosity to express it and enjoy it and explore yeah. it as much as possible. But also just like, uh, I don't take myself in my life that seriously. That's good. Yeah. I think you have to be more present too. I think it's easy to get like overwhelmed by the past. And like, I find that in myself all the time of like trouble forgiving things that I've done and like, where I'd been before and um, you can't because I'm not that yeah. same person. I am who I am right now sitting in front of you. And, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's still a constant struggle, like, you know, all the time. Yeah. yeah I know, used like to. I went to school for chemical engineering and just mm. fucked that up entirely. And like, like there's times where it's like, God, it's unforgivable. Mm. Like you had like such opportunity, you know, you're, you're not a dumb kid, but you, you screwed all that up. And, but I think at times like that, I'm hearing other people rather than hearing myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because how do you really feel about it? I mean, it, I like my life. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like that happened. Yeah. You know, it's this idea of FOMO is fascinating to me. That people think that there is like this other life that they're missing out on, um, this other experience, this other thing, this other thing, and everywhere always wants to go to the next place and travel to the next place and like. Everywhere is somewhere. And a lot of times we feel like we do all this traveling and we're trying to find ourselves in the skies. And then we just end up at a fucking ice cream shop one time and somebody says something really cool across the counter about mint chocolate chip ice cream. And it makes you think about something. And you're like, oh, wow. Like, it should just happen here at Ben and Jerry's. That's the weirdest thing I find in life is like these like small interactions that otherwise are meaningless that have meaning to us. Mm -hmm. Like It doesn't take much. 
It doesn't. You know, the, the right smell at the right time, you know, mm. and the right conversation can mm. like just change your life. I was in the kitchen the other day and I was smoking. I had the window open and Valmarie was, was talking to me, but more so kind of at me because for a second I stopped paying attention because I was looking out of the window. <laughs> I told her this so she already knows. <laughs> I was looking out of the window and this breeze came through. And I sensed, and what was this, August 20th? This was probably August fucking 17th. Mm-hmm. I felt fall. I sensed autumn. It's coming. On, on the way. Like, I, I, it was something in the, the breeze, but it was warm. And then I, I heard the leaves rustle, and there was something in the smell, maybe something smoky coming from somewhere. So that subconscious. Like, wow. Subconscious picks up a lot. I was like, man. Yeah. This feels like fall in this moment, mm-hmm. and then the moment went on, and it was summer again. Sure, but it was it was a beautiful moment to be a part of. Yeah, it's wild. It's yeah. You know, I mean, your body's like that's the crazy thing to me is the amount of information we ignore mm-hmm. as humans yeah. in our brains. Like we are having an interaction right now, but you're not paying attention to your periphery. You know, somewhere in your brain, maybe it's processing what's happening over here, just like on a fight or flight sort of thing, like just in case a, a jaguar jumps out of me and is coming for the throat, like I'm going to move. Yeah. You know, but for the most part, like my brain is ignoring all this area here, you know, and it's also ignoring any sounds. I mean, we have headphones on, but. We're very simple. I mean, very yeah. complex and simple. That's the thing. That's I think we hyper focus on what, what is happening right now. And then we forget all these other small things. Mm-hmm. And that's also what creates greatness, yeah. right? Because you get to zone in, and if you do that enough, then you just get to do something as perfectly as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of come back up for air, and you're looking at the thing you created like, fuck, <laughs> I got in the zone. Which is an incredible thing. That, fuck yeah. That's an absolute thing. Like, I feel it at work. Oh, sweet. That's All, awesome. When it gets busy, and I'm just I'm doing my thing, I'm cracking it out. Like, I'm just, I'm in the zone. I'm not really thinking things through. I'm just moving. I'm doing. And bartenders. That feels great. I think if anyone's ever been to like any club at night, like bartenders are, they're like wizards. Like the way that they move in their fucking 40 people crowding around the bar and it's two of them and they're just running around. They got little fanny packs on to get their <laughs> because they got a bunch of fucking tools in there, bottle openers and rags and people's credit cards that they're taking for. And they're just shaking shit and talking to people and opening up beers and and they're taking shots with people mm. and they're partying and interacting. But they're like efficiently making drinks it almost doesn't make any sense at all it almost you're like really good bartenders you're like how are you even doing this this doesn't make any sense like how are you so focused it's it's the zone that's crazy i mean there's uh, it applies to anything that like takes a lot of focus right god damn you you, you become second nature like when you watch a chat dude have you ever watched a chess master play like six people at a time incredible yeah it's beautiful Oh my god! Have you tried to get into chess? Oh yeah, I like chess. I like chess too, but like I had recently started trying to play on a, the chess app. Yeah, and just realized how far behind I am because it's like this. This game's been around for like thousands of years. Oh, yeah. and old men that have died a couple times over have written books on openers that I have no clue what the fuck they are, and I just feel like I'm entirely out of my zone. Oh, yeah, we missed that learning curve. Like, For sure. like I can play. You have to be like a four-year-old Russian and start then, and then you become Dude, a Dude, I chess. fucking brought Patrick and Luke over here, and we I played both of them. They both they didn't crush me, but they definitely both they, beat me. Yeah, yeah man. They they had a, definitely a good focus on it. Patrick was 
noticeably better. Let's he's, play a game of chess. He's pretty good. Yeah, we can definitely play. Okay. Yeah, it'll be just again against two I novices. See Patrick being good at it. Patrick. Yeah, uh, he's a smart guy. Yeah, for sure. He yeah. definitely has the mind for. I could just tell by the way he sat in front of the fucking board. I was like, hold on a second. Like he just looked a little too comfortable as he like got in place. I was like, oh shit. Lowering his level, looking yeah. at the pieces, and then he just started moving. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> You're trying to get in my head. He was he was good though. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's crazy. You know what game I really love? Old school backgammon. I have never played. No. Never. Okay. We'll play some backgammon too. Or checkers. I've never played checkers. Either. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Checkers to me it's it's not as interesting. But backgammon is just like you can tell that this game was played with stones. Um. You know? Like it, it's old, 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 old. Um and it's simple, but there there's enough random chance to it that it's fun but there's also okay. enough like you need to plan this out and strategy yeah, to it yeah see that yeah that's exactly what i need i don't want to that's probably why i'm not a huge gambler because mm-hmm. i don't really care for like the wrong i don't need that exhilaration in my life so you're just like oh that's bad at all like let's see let's yeah, see wild. If it- i was i was in jersey last week and the mindset of people that are going to Jersey is so crazy. Like I, I, I won like 175 bucks on the roulette table. Mm. Put 20 down. Nice. Hit something. Put it on another number and hit. Got 175. Hit it again. Lost. And I was like, you know what? Taking my wins and walking away. But like I, I see it in my my dad and his girlfriend and everyone else around them. It's like they're chasing that high, that rush. Also, fuck Jersey. <laughs> Absolutely hate Jersey. Everyone there limps. They look like they're two Tootsie Rolls away from, like, losing a leg to diabetes. They, If they're attractive, they have an ass tattoo. Otherwise, there's 90% of them are overweight. Damn, is that what's going on? It smells like shit. Wow. The whole city, the whole city of Atlantic City smells like... uh, Oh, is it? Okay, so specifically Atlantic City? I I think it's Jersey, though, for... (laughs) the most part he said no let's expand <laughs> you're thinking small think there's, big there's there's nice parts of jersey yeah, i've yeah. been to them but they're not many right like trenton trenton's supposed to be nice no, right? no. Oh. <laughs> you haven't been to trenton trenton's a shithole too <laughs> why did i say that what about montclair is montclair that's new jersey that's right? a nice name at the very least yeah, i don't know exactly i'm just trying to name something that um, sounds nice it's That's just so funny. The, New Jersey, listen, I don't know. I don't sorry, know. Sorry, Jersey. Jersey, I don't any, know. Any Jersey listeners? Yeah, I had another person on here that just like, it was just like, man, there's nothing good about Maryland. Like, <laughs> <laughs> people just on here bombing states. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. Okay. I've always I've always viewed Jersey as like a tidal wave barrier for Philadelphia. Mm, gotcha. You know, I figured yeah. that's why they maybe put that the, there. Maybe the good ones yeah. will get out. Because why wouldn't Pennsylvania have just like annexed it and just gone straight to the shore if it was nice enough? Philadelphia is cool. I still, I just need my my rural. I just need to be able to get out to some mountains or something. New country I'm boy. A, I'm a, no, but I am an inland boy. I do mm. like to be inland. I do love hikes. I do love trees. I love rustling leaves. I love. I know Von Marie told me about your guys' prowess with the. Uh, oh, the trekking poles. Trekking poles. Yeah. Oh, you fucking right. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. When you stop giving a shit about what other people think about you, I like trekking poles. Come on, man. They're nice, yeah. especially on the descent. You know, stabilize those knees a little bit. I need them. That's I good. fucking need them. Yeah. Like the last couple Cabs of weeks, like I did without them. No, <laughs> but that's the <laughs> Hey, man. But that's the thing, right? Like, you want to build muscles to fucking protect these joints because I take a lot, I'm taking a lot of calcium, a lot of magnesium, yeah. things like that. Try to, I stretch heavily every day, try to keep them 
nice, well-oiled stretch. You know what I mean? For sure. I need a stretch. Yeah. I don't stretch. No, you just get I've been cramping. Just you start lifting. I've been waking up in the middle of the night just Ooh. cramping. How's your water intake? Probably not ideal. Okay. Yeah. You you have so how many ounces? What is this? Twenty four ounces? I believe so. Or something like that. How many of those a day you think you? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell because I use a uh, so one. I, I use a Solaris system here. Okay. So it's never fully empty. <laughs> right, right, right. Or right. honestly, I need to clean it more often. Okay. I. But it's my say, water. I'm the same you know? way. I'm the same way. It's my water. I, I know. So. Maybe I like throw one a, and a half a day. I, I throw say. a bunch of. Oh, <laughs> you should get you some more water. <laughs> <laughs> I throw a bunch of fucking vegetables. Like I make a vegetable water every day. I usually drink like purified water with mint and orange and lemon and lime in there, and maybe some oh. strawberries. Yeah, and like that's like constantly my water. Early um, bougie boy, it, and she'll like look inside my water bottle sometimes and be like, "What the like? You, you need to stop putting so much shit in here and like clean this out more because you have all these <laughs> fucking minerals and things just building up on the walls." Like, I'm like, "Yeah, it's my water." Yeah. Well, this this is just water. Yeah. I would agree with her. If you're putting other stuff in there, you probably gotta. I know. I gotta clean it out that, more. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, that's good. Gross stuff. But there's also okay. I don't mean to be just a completely nasty fucking heathen, but there's something too. Being exposed to germs that sure. that does you know allow your immune system to fucking beef up a little bit. So every time, it. yeah. So every time some fucking germ or disease hits you, your body isn't just like, what the fuck is this? We don't, we're not built like this. We're not like this. We can't defend this. You know what I mean? It no, looked, definitely. Yeah, just, just take some look. of that uh, elderberry syrup. Oh yeah, it's good for the immune system. Yeah, is that what they say? Is it antioxidants? Is that what it is? It's like really high in vitamin C and it has some sort of like uh, anti-inflammatory properties. I don't, I don't okay. Know. But they, they sell And them. it sounds cool. Elderberry sounds like some shit. It sounds like something from Harry Potter. I would be into. Exactly. <laughs> I like that shit. Growing that in your uh, your little garden there. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm growing ventaculas. These are like huge uh, Venus fly traps that shoot acid out at your enemies i'm growing some uh some cat some chomping cabbages that look like cabbages but they chomp enemies if mm -hmm. you sick them on enemies uh I'm growing some growing a lot of cool stuff man it remind me we were talking films have what's that old film with the uh, the large venus fly trap you know what i'm talking about from like the 40s or the 50s oh i don't know if i know that i don't know if it's I know a classic it's 50. one you have to watch um it's on the tip of my tongue, but not important. Um, but one of those one of those classic films. That's kind of like the movies I like to watch. Really? Yeah. If I'm if I'm watching a movie nowadays, I want to watch something old. Something That's so that, like, funny. I had someone in here last night that said the same thing. They really? Just, like we'll go back. She was like, I never saw Casablanca, but I know that it's like an amazing movie, so I went and watched that. And I don't think it's the best movie ever. Yeah. But it's good. She's a romantic, she says, so she was just swept away. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like watching The Notebook. Like, if you're, you know, into romances, that's going to do it for you. Sure. Yeah. P.S. I love you. Boom. Like, it's probably going to do it. What, what genre do you gravitate towards? Um, Like, uh, psychological thrillers. Okay. Yeah, I like to see like some weird shit going on with a weird storyline. It's gonna have some huge weird twist at the end. Hopefully, you don't see coming. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like something that makes you think. Oh yeah, 
See, the thing for me is I read too far and everything. So, like, everything, like, I have some fucking theory I come away with from everything or some deep feeling about something. <clears throat> what I've realized, like, when watching a movie and it kind of ruins it for me is, like, nothing is accidental in a movie. Everything's been written. So every little weird, like, detail or the thing that is said is intentionally there for some sort of reason. So if you pay attention to that, it often, like, gives away the plot of, like, what's coming up next. That's why I often love when people kind of go off script yeah. and just do yeah, some, some weird yeah, wild shit that like everyone on set kill, was like, kill, oh, fuck. Killed Brad Pitt within like five minutes. You know, you think he's the mm. lead of the movie and then you kill him instantly. That's awesome. That was the that was the allure of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. is like you never, once they chopped off Ned Stark's head in no one's season safe. one, you're like, oh, no, oh, this is no a different safe. type of show. Yeah. Like what is going on here? He was the main character. So then it just opens you up to what the fuck is going to happen next. Like, oh, my God, is it going to be this? Please don't let it be Tyrion. Please don't let it be. You just start thinking about people you don't want it to happen to. But everyone is always so close to death. Like, you're constantly mm-hmm. like, ah, who the fuck is about to die now? It's fucking it was great. And then they took that away. Then they took it away because then they it got all poetic at the end. They also they ran out of characters to kill. <laughs> they, they killed so many in the first did. like two seasons. They, they were like they, no one left to kill. It's like, well, we've already developed these characters. We can't keep adding new ones at this point. They just started making such lofty murders, like for people. Like everyone's murder started to mean something bigger, and it was all like choreographed in a huge production, like this, like the mountain in uh, the hound falling into the fire together. At the end, like it was like it, everything was just overly poetic when before in the series, it could be anyone could get it at any moment and your life does not have to come up to some huge pinnacle that means something before you die. You can just be caught taking a shit and get shot with a crossbow by your son. That really happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of shit that we want. Like you can you can get caught slipping at any point in time, not. You're going to be on top of a fucking mountain riding a white horse, you know, waving a flag as you get killed. Mm -hmm. But that's what the death started to be like in the last season. It was like, oh, now this is just so overly poetic. It's like the reality of life is people die in like the weirdest ways all the time. You know, like you're just walking underneath the the gutter and an icicle pierces you. Yeah. I heard some crazy number like in Russia. There's like. Like 80 icicles kill people or like 80 people are killed it's, it's a year crazy. roughly by yeah. falling icicles yeah. off a tall ass building. For sure. Are you fucking serious? Absolutely. Oh, my God. That sucks. <laughs> like all the ways that you can Get go. Get killed by water. <laughs> like all the ways that you can go, man. There's just so many sucky ass ways to go. Right. I hope I have like a, a hero's death. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to be killed by like a shark or something like that. A hero's death. What's funny is don't I let like a hay bale roll me over as it's, it oh gets loose on the hill. That's you know? terrible. I'm just. I'm picking some sumac, and all of a sudden oh. a fucking hay bale flattens me. That's the worst. When you die doing some shit you didn't have to be doing. Yeah. It was just like some extracurricular activity you decided to do, and then you ended up dying. Mm-hmm. Like my my friend's dad went out on his boat to go fishing, and I think something happened, and the fucking boat like started tipping over, 
Well, like the, the 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 engine was like going down, so the the boat was like slowly capsizing, mm-hmm. and he fell out of the boat, and he could have very well hit that fucking propeller, but he just yeah. happened to not. Mm-hmm. It was just in the water, and that could have been a very very bad story. And it's just interesting when your day goes like that, when you're just thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna go fishing out on the boat." Yeah, it's like it's some shit that you really don't have to go do. Uh, you could just stay at the house, but you decide to go do this thing that's fun for you, and you can die. Yeah. But we don't often think about that. Like when people say, well, what's the closest you've ever been? Well, actually, I don't know who you're talking to, but <laughs> what's the closest you've ever been to dying? Like what's your closest near-death experience or some shit like that? I don't think people actually know the answer to that question. I think that's the thing, yeah. You have I, no idea how close you were. <laughs> exactly. You, that's, that's that the the true answer to that is yeah, for sure. You have no idea. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. You were dude. way closer than you thought, probably. For, you were you were one, you know, late yellow light. Somebody's cruising through and it slams into you as you're turning or whatever it was. That, that's all it is. I know. saw an accident earlier today and I was just yeah. like, fuck, like that's so close to me. That's all it takes. It's so close. And it, it and it was so unnecessary because it was a red light. And they were both stopped. Both cars were going zero miles per hour. And then the other one decided to just like look up or look down or whatever at their phone and just assumed that mm. the car in front of them had already started taking a right. But it hadn't. The car was still there. So I guess he just started pressing on the accelerator and just right into just, just ran straight into the car. And the lady just got out. I was like, what the what fuck? What are you doing? Like, yeah. Like, dude, we're at a red light. How did you just hit my car? Now they got to go through the rigmarole of whatever the fuck comes after you. Somebody, we got to, if it's large enough, which I did see a scratch from like 20 feet out. So I don't know if she wants to pursue it or not, but you got to talk to fucking insurance people. You got to call the police. You got to take pictures. Y'all got to sit there and have the awkward conversation of, sir, what the fuck are you doing here? Mm -hmm. You got to go through all those things. He's got to apologize or come up with whatever story he wants to come up with to tell her, to tell the police. There's a lot of shit that goes on. All that could have been avoided if you had just fucking paid attention. Now, what I will say is I think humans are winning as far as driving goes. I'm surprised more people don't crash. I think about it all the time. I think it's fascinating There's times that we where I realize, mostly like, get I, to where we're going. I'm not actively driving. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm just listening to my song. I'm singing. And then it's like, I kind of snap back into it. and like, oh, I'm driving right now. I completely forgot I'm driving. It's wild with the last like 15 minutes. I have not been paying attention. Don't remember that part of the ride. Or I'm looking over to change the song and like I drift in the lane next to me. That's the, you drift at the wrong that's, second. That's the worst. Yeah. You drift at the and that's all it takes is one second. No, that's not, all it takes. Not even. You're right. You're right. Not I even. don't. That's why I don't. I don't text and drive. Oh man, this shit can be so scary. That's, so it pisses me off when I know worst. people. I love text and drive. Like just <sighs> fucking wait. That's the worst, man. It's like the the avoidable deaths, the avoidable mm-hmm. situations. It's like fuck. We didn't even have to be doing this. Like we didn't. This didn't have to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the those are the sad ones. Uh. That's life. In a nutshell. You know. Um, what do you got going on today? What's, what's on the docket? What are you doing? Nothing. You already got your exercise out of the way. Yeah, exercise. I'm going to make some... Uh... You live like a poet, dude. <laughs> do you know that? Has anyone ever said that to you? You, de- no. you live like a poet. You fucking <laughs> forge plants and seeds and you make shit out of it. Delicious drinks. And you, you know... 
you're a mountain man of sorts and you're, you know, want to be well storied and you just do a bunch of wild shit. Again, the keeping bees, carving spoons, yeah. do a lot of wild, a lot of wild things. Appreciate that. You know? Yeah. I think I'm going I'm to do the, the rest of that project I'd shown you with the, the block of wood. Yes. Yes. I'm going to do yes. a, a turmeric stain on that. Yes. Hopefully that works out. I got to do a little test patch because I don't know how it's going to work. Also, I don't know if it's going to make the, the whole project smell like curry. Nah, that would be even funnier. Fuck <laughs> it, it is, a food, it, like, it is yeah. a food product. Yeah, for sure, that would be funny. Uh, so I'll do that, <laughs> it's like it's and so I'm gonna try to make some more of this. Like curry. Let me make some more of what the what is this one again? This is the the sumac liqueur. The sumac liqueur. Yeah. See, this is the fact that you can make a liqueur is crazy. Like what like is a, what a liqueur, is liqueur for anything. exactly? Flavor plus booze. Flavor plus booze. Yeah, gotcha. And sugar. Mm. A lot of sugar. Um, no, no, I mean, there's a lot you can do. That's one thing I like doing is, especially, like, I don't make a lot of cocktails outside of work. So when I do make something, I want to, like, introduce something to somebody that they haven't had before. Because that's, like, one thing that really excites me in life is, for whatever reason, new flavors. Mm. You know, I like, I like a new experience in general. But new flavors, specifically new fruit, for whatever reason, I really, really? I, I love that, man. I love trying a new fruit. Oh, what's you, what's been your favorite like new fruit in life that you've favorite tasted? Favorite new fruit. I had like a uh, sapodilla, I think it is, down in Jamaica. That was amazing. Mm. It tasted like honey baked bread, almost so good. Um, Whoa! I really, I mean, I like the ones that are available around us here, though. Okay. I think that's what's really cool is like the stuff that we ignore around here that's readily available. Yeah. It's everywhere. I mean, for pawpaw, I looked for like three years. Everywhere, hunting through the woods. You know, I know it's out this time of year. I'm reading about it online. This I can't find it anywhere. Hilarious. There was one day I got lost in the woods. I ended up like on a road 10 miles away from home. I had to walk all the way back. Dude, you're searching. This is fucking hilarious. And I did that for like three years until finally, like, I found online somebody mentioned, like, oh, it's down in like, um, what's it, Great Falls? Yeah. The park over there. Yeah, I love that place. Went down there. As soon as I stepped on the trail, I looked up and there was a pawpaw hanging in front of me. I was like, hell yeah, it's oh, on. Sweet. So then I finally figured out, you know, what does a plant look like? And, you know, like your mind, I think, recognizes stuff like that. So it's easier to pick it out because when you're looking, at just a sea of green in the woods, mm-hmm. everything kind of looks the same. <laughs> and it's it's it goes back to your brain ignoring inputs. Right. You know, your brain's just ignoring all that because it doesn't need to differentiate it because you've decided it doesn't need to differentiate between like that leaf shape and that leaf shape. Mm. But once you pick something out, you start seeing the differences in leaves and like the, the trees and the trunks and just how they, the, you know, the, their appearance and their stature. And... So now I can drive down the road and I can I can see pawpaw everywhere as yeah. I'm driving by because like my wow. brain knows to look for that. And so the same thing with like trying to pick mushrooms. Yeah. Like mushrooms, a lot of them are pretty well hidden on the forest floor. But like once you kind of get an idea of like the shade difference that it's going to be versus like a uh, old dried up leaf, mm. which it looks very much like at a quick glance, then they stand out and they just they glow. You know, you yeah. can see them everywhere. So it's yeah, it's crazy. It's your brain ignoring happens. inputs, and I think you get better at it. They. There was a, a tribe in Africa that they did a study on. And for us, they had a computer screen. And there was all these squares and there was blue and green squares. And we could easily differentiate between it's like they said, select all the blue squares. So you selected all the blue squares, took, you know, 0.2 seconds for somebody in you know, our side of the world. And they did that for them. They couldn't. But they did another one where it was greens and it was all green squares with like the mm. tiniest change in shade. And... um. You know, we can't see the difference, 
but they could instantly pick out the differences in the shades because in their culture they had like 50 different yeah. names for green because right. it was important to them in the jungle to pick out all these different shades of green because it applied to like the plants they picked or like where animals might be so right it's really interesting like what your your brain focuses it on yeah, it's funny. Women have that same thing where I think it came from, well, I, do. I think it came from, uh, you know, long, many, many years of being the gatherers and mm. the, the hunter gatherer nations and just looking at berries and leaves and things like that. So uh, I believe that it is common knowledge that women see palettes different than men, which is why they just they love fucking colors more than us for the most part. Like they can look at shades of like nail color. And just look at a fucking like a uh, fucking hundred by hundred metric of all these different shades and go through and really see all the nuances between them. I'm like, oh, my God, I would not, like I just don't even care. I, I I'm not doing that. But they can see these very, very deep nuances to all these different shades. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, we forget that. But like we are just hunter gatherers, right? Yeah. You got to know what's poisonous, what's not poisonous. Yeah, you know what can be used for that, your skin. Or, that was what was important to us as a species for a, you know a very very long time. Yeah, and all these other differences are more modern. And now we're just fucking sitting back in linen, <laughs> you know, getting fucking pedicures. I'm still gathering. See, you're, yeah, no, you're I'm definitely still no, you're definitely gathering. Yeah. You're, you're you're sticking true to some of your roots. That's yeah. that's good. It's probably very healthy. Probably feels so. good. Yeah. Feels very good. Like pick some shit and make something with it. Yeah. Like I did that. I knew exactly where that thing came from. It goes I back to that, that, like, here's my effort, here's the results of my effort. Yeah. You know, I think there's a there's a lot to doing something and spending the time to do something and then being able to enjoy what you've worked on. You know, same thing with the garden. Like you can grow a shitty tomato that's anyone else's a shitty tomato, but you taste that tomato, it's it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, you've never tasted something sweeter and juicier, you know? It's still a tomato. Yeah, for sure. You know? But you're like, oh, but I probably cost you ten times as much as one from the store would, but <laughs> that's so funny, man. Yeah. All right, right, man. All right, you ready to wrap this up? Sure. Are there other things to do? Let's wrap her up. Let's go sit outside. Let's go see what this woman's doing, and let's get this dog out of this cage. I'm not a big fan. Actually, no. Let me let's talk about this for a second, please. Yeah, this might add another 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm having such a good time. I mean, as you can see, with this dog, I'm so for anyone that doesn't know, because no one's gonna know, because why would they know? Sure. I'm I'm uh, babysitting or dog sitting for Bella. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was absolutely insane that I was even on that list of people. Mm. But I think it was definitely more so her that was on the list and I just came attached. <laughs> um, but it's been I didn't go into it with a huge ex- expectations, I don't think. But it's been a very cool experience. It's only been three days, but he got over whatever he had towards me when he first met me mm. and instantly we're cool mm. instantly. And. We go out whenever he gets a little antsy and we fucking run and he gets all that energy out that I keep talking about and it feels good. He goes and pisses and shits and does whatever he needs to do and and we go back in, fucking just hang out. He's just chilling and it's so fun to just be with someone that can just match your energy, mm-hmm. someone or something that can match your energy. And I, I like it really has made me rethink the relationship between 
like when um again you said that you've seen this dog around other dogs so then maybe you know the dynamic changes so maybe he behaves differently yeah um I think often just like with humans, you could say, oh, man, like, I hate this person. I hate oh, Daniel. He's the worst, whatever. And you, yeah, you start listing reasons as to why whatever their perception of you was for whatever set of reasons was their experience and their experience only. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say to the next person with sureness, oh, he is this type of person, as opposed to saying, this is what I experienced. This is what happened saying, no, Daniel is a shitty person. He is a, this type of, he is a, that that's a completely different thing. Sure. And I was told things specifically about this dog. And I think that that is her relationship with the dog. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that means, but I often hang out with people and I talk to them at length. Right. And I often know that my relationship or interaction with them is not like their interaction with other people. So when I hear about their interactions with other people, sometimes I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Cause that energy it's is the never there when, yeah. when I'm there. Um, so I just think about, man, well, these are sentient beings, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much of that flow, that connection is, is also there. That, um, that ease that you speak of when you say, just very easy to talk to, like easy to be vulnerable with. Like we as humans can pick that up about each other. I know fucking dogs have if the not sense. more so. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so I take that as a compliment that he relaxes in my home. Mm-hmm. I take that as a compliment. I'm like, cool. You feel like you can do that around me. Cool. Because you can. <laughs> and I want that. <laughs> Keep that's doing, exactly what we're that's, going for. That's exactly what I'm going for. Keep doing that shit. So that's really, really cool. So I'm, I'm having a great time with that. You so. know what? I think what you have going on. What's that? I think you're getting to a certain age. Mm. You got you got dad energy going. Oh yeah, that's what that is. That yeah. yeah. I think those old gonads are. <laughs> they're, they're calling out. <laughs> they're calling. <laughs> they're singing their song. My brother just broke to us. Uh, the same guy I talked about before, three years my older. Mm. He, uh, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be an uncle. Yeah. In like March. Yeah. Yeah. Him and his wife are his new wife are, are having That's a awesome. child. And it's like, wow, it's so funny when you are an uncle because you didn't choose that shit, right? Like it's the best position. S- someone had a baby and then now you have a new relationship that is going to be budding. Which is awesome. Right. And yeah, it most certainly can be. But it's it's funny just knowing that you're now an uncle mm-hmm. and knowing that there is going to be a relationship had and uh not to get too far ahead but it's like interesting like hmm how old's your brother i wonder what that'll be like so if i'm 32 he's 35 he's 35 because mm. yeah, i'm honestly i'm feeling it very recently and i don't know if it was like a matter of getting out of a long relationship or what it was which i think has a big part to do with it um was i just wasn't with the right person because i was very opposed to marriage had no interest in kids, mm. but now I'm feeling like this biological imperative, like, oh, oh I, I do want a kid, you know, like I could definitely see myself being a dad at some point. I think it goes back to the same thing of like, you know, financially, I want to be secure. Yeah. Because I don't want to fuck up. You want to do it right. Yeah. 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 You know, I want to I at least give myself the chance to not screw up a kid. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> stock, <laughs> stock up as many variables on your side as yeah. possible. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Because it's going to be difficult enough. I'm certain of it. But definitely much more recently. I'm like, you know what? I want to have a kid. I, I talk about it. Well, not often, but I have before. Do you remember Naomi? 
Our old uh, yeah, over in in Hermans, yeah. Mm. When she, one, I just liked her as a manager and as a person. We got along very well. When she became pregnant, I told Ron Marie that there was this very weirdly biological thing that happened to me, where when I saw her, I just wanted to protect her. It was really? very, it was a very weird thing because it didn't come from a logical space. Like I wasn't trying to think about it. I just, I, as soon as I saw her, I just wanted to make sure she was cool. Like I wanted to make sure she wasn't about to lift up yeah. some heavy shit that I know she would go do, but doesn't need to do because we're here to do it for you mm. or whatever the fuck. Like you just kind of like you see her and you just want to protect. It's so funny biologically that as we see that bump, we're just like protection. Like we have to protect this thing at all costs. It's a very funny feeling that comes over. Like when you fucking see a child just running around in Target alone. And you're just like, where is the... You just start looking for the parents. Like, where the fuck is the parents? Like, okay, maybe I should stick around until I see parents. It's mm -hmm. just like a, a village collective type sure. of, we have to protect young people type of yeah. type of feeling. It's funny how that works. There's something behind that. Yeah. There's... I mean, we forget that we are just like a, a fleshy sack of water that's, you know, <laughs> everything is determined by chemicals through the brain. So yeah, a pregnant lady walks by and like all of a sudden your brain kicks in some chemicals. And yeah. Now all of a sudden you feel like, an entirely different way than you might have before. Yeah. yeah. Like protect that young lady. Yeah. That's wild. She, man. We're, we're at the will of all this. <laughs> that's but a fact. I think, I think you have some dad energy going. I can see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I think that that cute little corgi out there. The amount the the <laughs> amount of attention that I would pay a baby of mine mm -hmm. would be phenomenal. For sure, it'd be phenomenal. For sure. I, I, yeah, that's yeah. I've thought about that recently. Like, how is every parent not a helicopter parent? Like, if I had something that I brought into the world and I grew, because like I've had I've had plants mm -hmm. that I paid way too much attention to, and that's a plant. Like imagine like a an actual human being that you've raised. Well, for a very long time, you kind of just like have to be right because yeah. they could die at any moment. Like uh, you, very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Like yeah. you, you kind of you need to be there yeah. at all moments. Um, fuck that. That yeah. Oh my god, you definitely don't want to fuck that up. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that must be crazy. Oh my god, that's the other scary. Coming part, into a fucking room and your baby's dead on the ground because you were like. Because you yeah. were swiping on Tinder, Jesus Christ! Oh, I think that that God. breaks people, rightfully so. I would say. Oh, but that would just like that's the other flip side of the coin. Is like, can I be a parent? Because I know I'm gonna have that sort of mindset of like, I'm gonna accidentally kill this kid somehow. Oh no! Something I'm gonna do is gonna like result in the death of this kid, or at, le at the very least, there'll be a tripod. They're gonna lose a limb. <laughs> Oh no, no, that wouldn't happen. Cause you take, cause you, you practice taking care of things. Like that's like all your practices are built around mindfully, like sculpting or encouraging something. Like you, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I killed two beehives this year. Well, I mean, listen, we didn't say everything killed, was going to be a hundred percent success basil, rate. Like you can't, my basil plants dead. You can't shoot one hundred percent from the from the free throw. Sure, my cat's kicking know. though. Cats alive. Cats alive. See, boom. You know, cats alive. Cats are kind of self-sustainable for the most sure. part. Yeah. So that's it's she, more. She has so, what she needs. Yeah. So I can't. I guess I can't give you that one so much. Yeah. Um. No, I mean I, I don't know. I think. Uh, and it's a joint effort. You'll be fucking. Ideally, a joint effort yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ideally, a joint effort. Yeah. 
You'll that's be fine. That's, that's finding the right person. Yeah, you'll be you'll be fine. So I have one more question for you. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned before Singapore and having some listeners out there. Yeah. Have you ever made the the shout out to them? I did. I did definitely. I I def I said Singapore, um, Germany for sure is always awesome. Saudi Arabia is cool. I just I want to know who they are, dude. Fucking me too. It's like, what do you do? Reach out. Reach out. Leave a comment. Yeah. yeah. Like find me somehow, yeah. some way. Like what are you? Curious, what you, are you thinking about? How'd you find this guy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Earl's a handsome fellow. I get that. Yeah. How'd you find this handsome? Most fellow? of the people are probably just listening to it. Yeah. Probably not even doing the video version. Really? I mean, you have a handsome voice. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, but it's fascinating that there are just things we can just chat about that resonate with people, and people like to come and and you know be in that space and listen to a fucking three hour long conversation. Yeah, of just dudes that they don't fucking know, just <laughs> chatting. Do people listen to the end? People listen. Yeah, people listen through the entire fucking thing. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry for my annoying voice. Yeah, like they'll listen to this whole thing. There'll be people that listen to this whole thing. And then they will tell me something about it. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. It's very, very crazy. So, you know. Thank you for I'll listening. Keep you, yeah, so I'll keep you abreast. I appreciate your, your attention. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for attending Earl's World today. It's been a pleasure. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> All right, this is where the foot fetish video takes off. All right, <laughs> that was too sultry. Please.